Welcome to the Ascended Cast. It's your boy John on here. It's your boy Shiloh. It's your boy Deshaun. And your boy Matt. Dude, we're excited. We got Mr. Deshaun on here, Mr. Dez Cuts. Yes, what's yeah. happening? What's happening? It's been a, a episode in the making for a minute now, so good to have you here. Looking freaking swole, oh, man. man. What? What? Yeah, yeah. Hey, don't, 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 don't do it to me now. Don't do it to me now. I might bust out some more pushes right now. Oh, <laughs> no, we're looking good, man. So it's good to have you on here. Yeah, it's yep. good to be on here, yeah, man. Yeah. I've been looking forward to it, especially all week. Yeah, man. You know, and, and, and you know, try, trying to plan this with you and everything else. I, I just, I really wanted to get you on because then not only for for what you're doing now, you know, with you being a barber and everything, and your progression in that, man. But like I said, man, we known you since high school, bro. Yeah, we, we've known <laughs> you since you know before a lot of these tats, before mm-hmm. everything else, man. You know, <laughs> uh, so it's. It's been a true blessing to see, you know, the, the man you were then to where you are now. So let's just go ahead and, and, and you know, to, to take a quick trip that back to memory lane, man. Oh, yes, and, and then just tell us, you know, not not only how you know us. And like I said, just start off a little bit of your background, man. All right. Well, shoot. I met all y'all in football. Shoot. Yeah. Like, y'all, y'all used to play with my older brother or whatnot. And uh, I remember getting smacked by I think every single one of y'all. I actually definitely remember getting smacked <laughs> by you, man. <laughs> definitely by Shiloh. A lot of times I remember, woo, ring my bell. But, uh. Yeah, and then you guys pretty much just were really like my uh, my dudes that really just kind of looked after me, you know, after my brother had passed away throughout through high school. So, you know, y'all were always had a little special place in my heart, you know, so it was, you know, it was just nice being here, you know, especially on the podcast and whatnot. So, not for us, too. Like for us, too, it's a big thing. Like I said, it's been something we working on for a while, but just that like brothership, like I said, I think we talk, we've got a couple people come on the podcast and talk about like that time at Citrus Valley. And like this, like kind of kinship that's there, mm-hmm. and I mean a big part of that was your brother's passing. Was yeah. I feel like a lot uh, that brought a lot of people closer, going through that yeah. just crazy traumatic event, and then like you said, kind of like going on to the football team, especially everyone was looking out after you. Everyone just wanted to make sure that hey, Deshaun good. Yeah, like yeah. let's make sure we could take care of our brother. Definitely. So yeah, no, it's crazy, but like that all that time you think back to it, and you're just like, man, like. Those for you it was for uh for three years, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. Two years because you were I was class of fifteen. Fifteen, okay, yeah, so it's three years. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It is for me too. And like I said, uh, me personally, you know, going back on on your brother's impact and and, and mm. everything else, man. You know, you you not only a spitted image, man, but your courage. Yo, everything, man. Your demeanor, just your hard work about when you're when you're gonna go accomplish something. You speak more, more him and then some, bro. So, 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 so for me, seeing you progress of uh, that young man, we all, like I said, we all came together for you and whatnot, and just seeing you grow, man. Seeing you just, like I say, it's like, I truly thank God every day for that. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Because for me, as as Citrus, um, not only was that a, a major time for us, but but for me as a young man, you know, when, when you go through a passing like that, especially in high school, you know, mm-hmm. when, when you go through any type of loss with your friends or whatever, boy, when it's that close, that builds something in you, you know, that, that, that that's something to where no one can ever teach you and everything, and that's something to where our parents can't even tell us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a friendship. I like to say on the football field to anybody that's ever played sports with somebody that may have lost somebody, um, that that brings you together more than words and like i say throughout all these years now the many years I, it's not like I'm, I'm out here kicking with you or whatnot you've been doing your thing or whatever mm-hmm. yeah. but that's why i can say that to this day and then some uh, we're always a phone call away but like i say 
you you and your family helped me be a better man during a period in which I never knew that I needed it. So I thank you, my friend. Oh, and, I'm, and I'm always going to say I'm proud of you for that. Like I said, I want to get all this stuff out now. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Get this going. <laughs> but yeah, man, yeah, that, no, that, that, that was one of my major things for you. Thank you, man. I, and that's a, it's a deep appreciation and stuff like that because something going, going through something like that at such a young age, you know, it teaches you a lot. You know, like I'm pretty sure like we all have had our lessons here, you know, especially in that situation and whatnot. But definitely I'll say with people telling me, you know, like, you know, you're courageous and whatnot. And honestly, I was just a scared little kid. I was a scared little kid, didn't know what to do and everything. But only thing that I definitely did do was rely on God a lot. You know, didn't know what was going on, especially in a, in a time frame that I could have said, like, you know what? man forget this why would you do this or something like that but really what i you know i said remember i sat down in my room it's about like a day or two after and i was just like look i don't know what's going on right now i really don't i know you got the answers i'm probably never going to understand this answer but just help me help me progress and help me keep moving forward for my sisters for my parents you know and uh really for anybody else out there and that new came on because i mean i remember the day after you know when i came back the day after the school was so silent you know mm -hmm. i saw a lot of people that were older than me that looked at me like what are we supposed to do, you know? And the only thing I could really think of is just like, what would my brother really want? You know, I think everybody that knows Kayvon, he was always a smiling kid, you know, always messed around and whatnot, um, but very loving, very, very kind, you know? You know, so that just, that that's really kept me going, honestly, you know, kept me going and just see oh, how much better can I be for him? You know, how can I hold my promises? Like running the track meet, that was a huge thing for me. Did not want to do that, you know? Yeah. But. I remember we had a conversation, him and I had a conversation the day before, and he was like, you know, you gonna run that race? And I'm like, yeah, like, you gonna, ride, you gonna run it with me, right? He goes, yeah, yeah, but like, are you gonna run it though? Are you gonna do your best? Like, yeah, I'll do my best. He goes, all right, I want you to place. All right, man. So when that happened, I was like, man, that's the, that's the last thing we're gonna, him and I talked about. I'm gonna go out there and do it. Doesn't matter if I'm crying the whole way or not, I'm gonna do it. And you guys having so much support, I didn't expect that. Didn't expect that at all. You know, I thought a lot of people were gonna try to be like, let's leave this kid alone a little bit but nah you guys came and really encouraged me to be courageous so it's not just uh you know on, on my whole courageous part and you know it's through god and through you guys as well you know so i'm the, I'm the one to appreciate this thing guys like i said before I, I love that for you brother and like i said thank you for that as well you know that, that, that thank you for opening up about that you know mm -hmm. sharing that with us yeah. because like i said i i truly feel like um a lot of that has made you the man you are today, correct? Well, well, oh, what are definitely. what are the so, some of those focal points? You you say, of course, you know your your thing with God. You know has has truly came from that, really yeah. sprouted from that. You say, well, 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 what else really that that you carried from not only that incident but your childhood itself that you uh, carry today? You know what I'm saying? Really, just um, man, just really just trying to push my limits. Honestly, I think from a young age, my my father is always kind of like taught us like if you're gonna do something you gotta go out there and do it you know mm -hmm. and i remember shoot from doing what i'm doing now at barbering you know that's it's just so funny when you look back into your, your your childhood and like things that you've done you would never think that it had like a four like a, a foreshadow of what you're gonna do now and i remember my, my dad would always cut my hair right and this is how i got into like kind of like thinking about barbering a little bit my dad fucked me up i ain't gonna lie i love you, I love you pop but man bald head all day the fade he gave me i seen a picture the other day i said damn that's what we're doing out here like i leave but i remember one day i was like hey like i'm gonna try i want to try to come on here and all i did that completely you already know what happened messed myself up and everything and then i you know experienced with my brother for a couple times until he fired me instantly you know but um it's something that kind of just like always was an interest in my heart and everything like that. And, you know, my dad had always taught us, you know, if you're going to do something, do it. If you're thinking about something, hey, you're young enough to do it, try it out, you know. So 
yeah, it's just, I guess, really from, you know, from like my background growing up, seeing how my parents pushed each other and how they, you know, they always wanted to succeed, you know, it's kind of just instilled that in me, like, I, I don't want to just do whatever and kind of just float randomly, you know, I want to have some type of a focal point. And once I found that, that, uh, barbering, really, honestly, it kind of touched all aspects of my life, you know, the creative aspect, I used to draw a lot. I don't really draw anymore because I feel like barbering kind of takes that out of the picture, you know, like. By that time I'm, you know, done with the day. I'm let me pick up a pen and paper and try to draw. I'm like, I'm tired. Like, yeah. I'm good. You know? like I already, got, already, already drew this, you know, entire day. So, yeah. you know, and the, the social aspect, really, that was something like, shoot, when I was younger, I was the shy one. You know, uh, I, if I was comfortable with you, I talk a little bit, you know. But uh, growing up, you know, like I started, you know, really getting into, you know, actually talking to random people. You know, if I'm out in the out at the beach or whatever I'm at, I'm gonna say what's up to somebody. Like the other day, I was in Vegas for this F1 event, and I was talking to security guard. I ended up befriending the security guard, bro. I'm, I walked out, walked back in 15 minutes. He's like, hey, bro, you're back in it. I was like, you remember? He goes, ah, oh, man, you're the only one that's cool. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and, it's, and to me, it's like stuff like that. Like, it's kind of crazy how working on talking to, you know, people and working on your, your, your fears in the past and stuff like that and, you know, like conquering them can really open a lot of doors. Like, I'm not saying opening the door, talking to a security guard is going to be like life changing. But you never know who you're gonna sit. It could who be. Who sits in the chair? It could be. Yeah. It could be something like, hey, you connect on Instagram. All of a sudden, he has a client or a friend that's like, hey, bro, my client, you know, my, my friend is a F1 driver. He needs a cut. You never know where these relationships yeah. could take you and whatnot. So, yep. you know, just yeah, just just really uh, thinking back about where I struggled and what I wanted to accomplish as I got older and whatnot. That's definitely one of those things. Like, you know, working on confidence for sure. It's dope. No, I like yeah. that. I like that. You're. Um, I think you on the note about like how saying like you never know like where like confidence is gonna take you. Mm-hmm. I think confidence plays a part in it. Like you never know where confidence is gonna take you. Like you may not be, and not to say like not you're not the best barber, but like you may not be the best barber. You may not be the best trainer. Yeah. You may not be the best security guard, but like if you're going and confidently talking with people and talking like that, people are gonna like gravitate towards that. Mm-hmm. And so it's like when you have that when you can be a confidence starter, like you can vibe with somebody, and you're like, oh shoot, like. What's up? Like, yep. oh, dude, you cut hair? Or, oh, you, you train people? Or, oh, you do security? Like, mm. what's up? Like, yeah. I, I got the gig for you. Definitely, bro. I, I've, I've gotten a couple clients like that. There was this one client, uh, cool, cool guy. You know, I still come to this day. I'm not going to say his name, though, because I don't know if he, you know, cares about that. But I was in a Canes <laughs> drive through dog. And he just had good energy. I was like, hey, bro, I like your energy. What's, you know, like, how's your day going? He's always going good, man. What do you do for a living? I said, oh, I'm a barber. I, I need a cut, bro. You think I can get your information? I'm like, yeah. One of my highest paying clients. Damn. Just saying what's up. Just saying what's up. Just yeah. because have fucking gains. You know, you never know where you're gonna find these people at. So, um, like, how, like back, you know, pretty much back to what you're saying. You know, like just having that confidence. You know, like you said, I might not be the best barber. You know, be the best trainer, and you know, vice versa or whatnot. But um, a lot of the times, I see people, like my clients, for instance, don't they don't care about the best cut. Now, I try to give them the best cut. Obviously, it's my job. I care about you know their their image you know i you know i find myself more of like an image consultant than a barber and now that sounds kind of superficial and whatnot no, that's cool that's a cool yeah, way to market it yeah like yeah. barbering anybody could barber anybody we all four could easily do it barbering is simply the act of cutting hair honestly you know to break it super granular image consultant you care about you know hey how does your facial structure look what looks best for you i'm trying to make sure you walk out there looking your best not oh your mate your hair is maintenance no that's it's a completely different thing and stuff so you know but having that confidence behind the chair of like yeah, I know what I'm doing. Even if in the back of my head, I'm thinking, this guy's head is... What am I going to do with this shit? You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I still got to look and be like, hey, yeah. no, we're, we're cool. And create cool conversation. And that actually drives people in. Like, really, a lot of people think, oh, you're a busy barber. You must be the top of the game. No. It's, it goes far into that. I think it's like 40% of it, like your skill level, you know? The 60% is sociability. Are you relatable? 
you know, do you, you know, how do you treat the people in the chair? Do you uh, just kind of chop, chop, get them out? Yeah. Or do you spend that extra 10, 15 minutes, you know, and talking about something, even if the cut's done, yeah. just creating that extra little conversation and then being like, all right, man, you have a great day, you have a blessed day, and they come back for more and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah confidence, uh, that's that's key, 100%. It's, it's the whole experience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's how you make them feel. Yep. Exactly. Like, if, they, if they feel great leaving your chair every single time, like, they're going to feel great. They're going to exude that mm-hmm. that feeling you're 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 kind of uh giving that to them yep so it's like that that's why you say like 40 percent is skill it's like the rest is that relatability the the how you make them feel exactly 100 percent, bro 100 percent. yeah i i love it because i look at you know all three of you guys here you know trainer barber you know to two fields that of course you know with what you guys do in the service people walk out mm-hmm two ways they're either going to feel more empowered and happy with whom they're they're working with or like working out with yep. and, and or you know get getting their hair cut by or of course you know they're, they're gonna be like damn i'm not i'm not seeing I'm nothing a bad week now yeah you know like <laughs> yeah you know because because i, I <laughs> <laughs> like i gotta wear a hat yeah you my hat I, it's been a long time since that happened but i remember this is like Four or five years ago, I got I had that happen. Mm. I was like, I was I think I was going to like Vegas or I was doing something. I was like, uh, oh, man. I was like, I gotta Ooh. go. Like I can't. I gotta wear a hat, and I'm just like, I can't, and I was like, I can't. I can wear a hat to the club, and I'm just yeah. like, damn. So, yeah. exposed regardless. <laughs> you know, I I have a random question, man. You Let's know, go. because uh, like uh, there's always like a tattoo artist got to c- cover tattoos. Have, have dudes could come in with you just with some messed up cuts, man, you know, like yeah. and after they, they, they just captain save me, they, they they got the little hat on, they're just like, boom. yeah, yeah. So it's been it's been a while now at this point. Um, if people come to me, they usually know to give it a little bit of time or whatnot. But I had this one guy come in. This is like maybe three four years ago, and he comes up with a hat, and it looks like he's got he has like a shadow fade or something like that. Like a previous haircut, so I'm like, fucking no, just get a little clean up, little snip snip, cool. Hell no, nah, bro. He took his hat off, and this dude had like I'm not gonna speak in barber terms because I don't want to confuse anybody. But let's just say, bro, looked like somebody had a blindfold and just was going at it, like, oh. and then decided to stop in the middle of it, like his, his like he. When I was like, when he took his hat off, I was like, hey, bro, what happened, bro? Like, how long has this been going on for? He goes, bro, my, I let my friend cut my hair yesterday. He left halfway through the cut, saying like, hey, bro, I can't do this, and dipped. I said, he left you like that? And he goes, yeah. I said, did he give you money for the cut? He goes, nah. I said, whoa, fuck. Probably not your friend anymore, but tell you what, I can give you a high fade, but I can do my, I'll make sure it's not military or anything like that. So, you know, he did the cut and he looked in the mirror. It's funny because when he had the mirror, he kind of had this this uh, demeanor about him like, oh, you know, this is the best he's probably going to be able to do. And, it, you know, it was a regular haircut. I was able to fix it and let the, never even know he got messed up. Bro, the look on this dude's face was so, like, he almost teared up a little bit because he had his anniversary that week so he was oh. really tripping yeah he was really tripping his girl was actually one that hit me up please gotta you gotta fix my my boy <laughs> you know like, like i can't have my man looking like that like yeah. it's our anniversary this week and i'm like i'm a little bucked up you know like coming on my lunch like oh no it's okay i don't know no, no. coming on my lunch i'll take care of you don't worry about it i'll eat later you know it's all good and i'm glad i did that because bro probably had a good anniversary yeah you know he was bro, you know that's crazy he's like i'm gonna let my boy practice on me the week the week before your anniversary yeah. like and i get it i get it man be nice to your friends everybody starts somewhere but Pick and choose, brother. Yeah. Pick and choose when you're going to do this, yeah. man. Like, oh, it's probably a little faded. Something, something <laughs> had to happen, bro. Forgot about his anniversary next weekend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. That was a good idea. Yeah. Man, you know what? You go ahead and the first time, first head ever. 
never cut it before. I was with a friend that cut the hair. We just like look at it. He's like, oh, I fucked up. I can't do this anymore. The crazy thing is, he didn't tell him, oh, I fucked up. He was just like. I gotta go. <laughs> and that's what he said. He's like, yeah, I gotta go. And he packed his shit up. He's like, actually, he didn't even really pack his stuff. He kind of just left the towels up there and just dipped. He grabbed his clippers and dipped. I was like, damn, bro. Like, you didn't question? Like, you didn't be like, nah, you're gonna stay here until oh, you didn't even see he it. Didn't when he didn't even left. see the cut. Oh. He didn't even show him. He just said, I gotta go. And just left. <laughs> and I'm like, like this sounds like a garage cut. It sounds like behind eye. That's it. He just saw that shit was like. He went to the bathroom and found out. He didn't know what to look at, but he said, when I saw my head, man, he goes, I didn't know what to do. He goes, bro, I'm so. It's like, and, it, and like, luckily, honestly, like, the, to get a visual of what the cut looked like, uh, everybody knows what a one looks like, right? Yeah. To an extent, you know, for those listening, it's really low. You got a little bit of hair, but it's really low. It was pretty much like that all the way up to, I say, like the ridge of his head. You know, and then and then bro had to come over. So just imagine just a mop on uh, a whole bunch of hair on top and his to, uh, one all the way to the top. Oh, yeah, it was bad. That's, it was, that's it was, horrible. It was <laughs> it was like, you gonna let your boy walk around like that, brother? Come on. So now. it was a one, bro. That fool's got clippers. and was just like, he just went in. He just went there. He said, we, yeah, look, you just take the wheel. And, yeah. like, nah, it, was, it, was, it was bad. He probably yeah. had like a comb. He was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's trying, he trying to make it seem like he knew what he's doing. But nah, bro, it, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was real bad. Yeah, I love that man. That... Watching the YouTube video in the car ride over. Yeah, right. <laughs> Trying to learn the steps. Yeah. Like, let me let me pause it real quick. Yeah, that's the worst way to learn how to cut hair. You just got to do it, honestly. But I like the way he did it though. It's terrible. Man. That... So like learning from YouTube would be a pretty like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say to like especially now. Now anybody can learn. It's it's super easy to learn how to cut hair now if you dedicate the time to it. That's it's really a practice. I mean, every it's a practitioner thing. You know, you yeah. Gotta, if you don't practice it. You're not gonna get good at it, but people like back when I started cutting hair, like shit, almost seven years ago, um, there wasn't that many videos out. They were out, they were cool, you know, but um, it was mainly people trying to showcase their work, you know, like angles of them spinning, like having the camera spin around and say, Bro, I don't, I, how am I gonna learn about all this, you know, extra stuff and whatnot? Now, you have people have academies, you have, you know, the, the barber industry has really grown like substantially in yes, the last five years, yeah. in my opinion, you know, like, and I think social media 100%. Is, is the reason for it. We got our respect back, I guess you said. Because yeah. a lot of people, I, when I started, I love my mom to death. I love your mama. But she was like, nah, my son's not going to be a barber. And it wasn't because, like, she didn't want to support what I wanted to do. It was, you know, she was wanting to make sure her baby boy was going to make sure he's going to make some good money. Because she's like, no, like, you're too good for that. And I'm like, mom, just let me try it out. You know, 19, you never know. You never yeah. know. And as soon as she saw me kind of getting good at it and whatnot, that's when she was like, okay, you know, you're, you're cool. But, um, yeah, like, the, the way that things evolved, over time is just is wild. So yeah, YouTube to, to keep it short, YouTube is solid. Uh, if you learn trying to learn how to cut hair, go on YouTube, pick a good barber, stick with that one barber. Don't be watching fifteen different videos because the way I see, I'm a professional, and there were some videos I'm just like, how the hell did you do that? Like I would never start the way that some people do. But if it works for them, it works for them. So yeah. pick somebody and just ride with them. You be straight. Yeah. yeah. There's like a lot more mentorship too, isn't there now? Way, way more, way more mentorship. I mean, like. Well, we were talking about before. Um, I'm I'm doing I'm I'm having somebody that's mentoring me now. You know, oh, okay, now, yeah. yeah, yeah, right. And and I feel like it's kind of it's kind of good to make sure, even if you know your experience in your in your field, to not be uh, uh, what's the word? What's the word? Uh, cocky, I guess I should say. You yeah. know, like, don't be arrogant with it. Don't be thinking, oh, I know everything. I've been yeah. doing this for six plus years. Yeah, yeah. If anybody asked me to bust out a fade, taper, and all like that, I could do any hairstyle, no problem. Yeah. Is there people out there that probably know how to do it better? Absolutely. How to market better? Absolutely. My strength is cutting. I know how to cut. 
you know, I think everybody can see that, you know, because from the work marketing, I'm fucking terrible at that shit. I don't know how to do content. I didn't hop on the wave like I should have. And you have to be humble enough to admit that mm-hmm. I suck at this. Go find somebody that's good at it and, and, you know, learn from it. So the mentorships that are now available for barbering is just that they're all over the place. But you got to pick the right one. You got to make sure you have somebody that you've seen do the growth. Not just think, hey, I know what I'm talking about. Let me mentor you. You know, you got to be smart with it at the same time. Yeah, I think too. Um, kind of what you were saying earlier too. Like sticking to one person, but like when you stick to one person, make sure it's someone that like in alignment with like what you're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Because this has come from somebody that's done mentorship with so many different people. Yeah, and I took something away from all of them. Not to say it was a negative thing, mm-hmm. but I think the journey has taken me a lot longer because it was like having to filter out. Okay, like this is what I do want to do. This is what I don't want to do. Yeah. So I think once I was able to like clear cut, know, okay, like this is what I want to do. This is how I want to do it. Let me find that person that is doing it most similar, the most um, normal, like the most uh, relatable way that possible. Yeah. Yep. I and agree. That has been like the big thing too. So yeah, I think like mentorship, if you can find that person that you just literally vibe with that you're like, Hey, I like how you do your stuff. Like, let me see, like, let me see what you're on. Yep. And, and like, and it'll always come at the perfect moment too. I feel like, you know, whenever you, when you're on that journey of finding that person, you might go through a few people, you might not. Uh, I remember I was going to do mentorship shoot a year ago and I was all in for it. I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Cause the guy, uh, I can't remember what his name is. Elliot, Elliot, uh, from like YouTube. I don't know if you guys ever seen him before. He's uh, a black dude. Cool as hell. Seems like he's cool as hell at least. But Elliot Holtz? Yes. And he's transitioned into a different type of uh, podcast and stuff like that. He's and, more religious Catholic. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. He, I don't, I don't know when he made that switch, and, and you know, and whatnot. But before, when he was just kind of focused on more so like, uh, my, my life foundation, I guess you should say. You know, uh, I was gonna do it with him like life coaching. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah when he was more into life coaching. Now yeah. it seems like how you saying he's more religious and, and, and whatnot with, with some of his stuff. Um, for some reason, just didn't, it didn't go through. Like I, everything could have went through it, but then I was just like, something, something just didn't feel right. You know, so I kind of, it kind of just like floated away without me re- realizing it. And I was just like, you know what? Like, okay, I wish I, next next time I get an opportunity to get mentored, I'm gonna take it. And then I see this guy uh, that I'm with now. His name's Joel. And dude, I remember watching him like just blow up on Instagram. And his cuts was clean. His content was always new. His content was consistently going up, organically. Because obviously, we all know people out here buying followers and all that stuff. Um, he's having engagement, like hundreds of comments and, and thousands of likes. And it's like, okay, it's this legit. And seen him climb, seen him climb, seen him climb, and all of a sudden just, he disappeared for a little bit. I say a few months to, to not put an exact date on him. And then I see him come back. This motherfucker's ripped. Motherfucker is doing shit that you just, you can tell, like, oh, he he figured something out. I don't know what it is, but he figured something out. And I'm watching these videos, and he just decided to start mentoring not too long ago. He's always done it, but now he's doing it on a grand scale of, like, having online courses. Uh, I wouldn't even say courses. I'd say more of a membership. Like, there's only a certain amount of people that he takes. The mm. community. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think I took like the last like slot, maybe two slots or something like that. And we, we actually just had the meeting today, and talking to him, everything aligned. And you know, I, you know, I told him because he had asked me like, oh, I see you run marathons and stuff like that. You know, like, what got you into that? And I was like, hey, dude, a year and a half ago, I had some shit happen to me, which we can get into later if you guys want to. Oh, yeah. That I went against my code. What I said for myself as a man, like, I'll never do this, and I almost did that thing. You know, technicality wise, I guess I did do the thing, or whatever. Yeah. But that that really affected me more than actually uh, the event. So the consequence of the event was, you know, it was temporary. It was like uh, two weeks. I was, you know, I was kind of, you know, feeling better. But what it did to me as a person inside broke spiritually, know, spiritually, yeah. everything. You know, to where I needed to really set myself down and be like, I need to make a change. 
like this isn't something that's uh i'm okay with you know i need to really like sit down and just you know really dig, dig deep and it's a painful process i'll tell you that right now it's it not is <laughs> if anybody tells you oh you could change this could be great it'll be great the outcome will be great but during it be prepared to hurt your feelings you know and but you got to be your best friend at the same time you know mm-hmm. and as i'm telling him that you know that's what I told him i was like that's what got me into you know like really running i lost like 30 pounds i think it was like 25 30 pounds in a month just because i was just dedicated just boom 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 and he had the same thing you know he kind of was like oh yeah like, he was like we don't have to get specifics he goes but yeah something i had the same experience and he was like, so i could really relate he was it's kind of crazy like life is a mirror this is what he said he's like, life is a mirror more than it is uh you know a viewpoint or whatnot um don't quote me exactly you know if you hear this but he did say <laughs> life is a mirror because you attract what you what you are you know when you really are when i feel like i feel like you attract what you are when you really understand yourself more and you're starting to master yourself more you're starting to get you're going to start eventually attracting people or people from the past all of a sudden start coming back they're on the same wavelength like you guys like that like you said like we we all know each other it's not like we hang out every day it's not like we talk every day but somehow some way life brought us back in the same spot you're doing your thing matt you with your online coaching and just your business going in general you're doing your training you're doing security it's like everybody's on the same grind everybody's mm-hmm. trying to elevate everybody's like doing better so it's kind of crazy how life really does wrap around and just really make, make people come back to you that are on your same drive. So it's pretty cool. I like that. I like yeah, that. I love it. Too. Welcome to all years today. It's mm-hmm. all years right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that, it's like the little yo-yo effect, I call it. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. lift that mug no, back, I, it's going to... Yep. I like it. You, you, when you say like, like certain life events, um, whether it's good or bad, um, you look at like <clears throat> how you said, like how you handle them. And I feel like uh, what you said earlier about like the whole situation with your brother passing. Yeah. Um, I go back and like I think a lot of things in my year this year for me like it's go back to God, and like that's where like I find like that change mm-hmm. like you said that change you're looking for, that answer that you're looking for of like I don't want to be here like where the change I didn't make, and it's not it's not an easy process. There are going to be some days where you're not feeling like you're doing enough. There's going to be some days where you're going to feel like damn, I messed that up, or like, damn, like, I was doing this before, and like, this is where I'm at now, and it's just like that self-talk in your head of knowing, like, hey, I just gotta trust what God's putting in front of me, and that's literally been for the past six, seven months, what's kept me in a good, stable headspace of just, like, this happens, okay, I have to handle this now, or I have this happen, now I have to handle this, or okay, and like, now I have to figure this out, and it's like that mindset of like, okay, like whatever's happening, um, and we've said this before, like it's happening for me, it's not happening to me. Yep. So like everything that's, that's happened this year, I'm learning and I'm gaining from it. Amen. And yeah, no, exactly. Okay, amen. Because like I've, the, what I've lost this year compared to what I've gained, is there's no comparison. Yeah. Honestly. There's no comparison. And it, and it really like, like one of the things that I that I, I did, like when I, I've always, always followed God since I was little. I mean, shoot. As far as I can reach back, I've always remembered, I've always, you know, been trying to just include God in any type of way, you know, but mm. what I did, like, the first time was I got baptized, you know, and that, that was really important to me, because it's like, you know, it's different from saying, and this is, I'm just speaking for myself personally, you know, it's different, like, oh, I believe in God, you know, you follow God and whatnot, but one of the main things that he wants you to do is get baptized, and once I did that, it was the weirdest thing, man, because I'm not really much of an emotional person, like, you know, I mean, yeah, crying and all that stuff, like, every, hey, man out there, it's okay to cry, however, however. Doesn't mean you gotta be crying about everything, okay? But side note, yeah, um, very true facts. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, when I was in line to get my get baptized, right? I'm feeling good. I went, I went to church. I was like, ah, you know, I'm about to get baptized. Today. I'm happy, smiling. And I got in that line, boy, I was crying. I was crying, but crying like as if things were being lifted off of me. 
every every single thing that was hurting, every single thing that from the past I was holding on to. Mm. And I'm talking about I'm reaching back to shoot probably stuff that's 16 years old that I was holding on to that I didn't realize I was still affecting me. And it was just crazy the how light I felt when I came out of that water, you know. And everything just became so much clearer. You know, some stuff I used to worry about, stop worrying about, like in the sense of money, like. I think everybody has experienced money, some sort of money management problem or anything like that, right? And I feel like a lot of people in today's world, especially, focus so much on money. You know, like, oh, I gotta have this. I gotta have this. That's what I'll say. They put their value and how much money they have, you know, as opposed to the things that they they do possess that mm-hmm. are important. You know, because money comes and goes. You can hold on ten thousand dollars for a year; it's still gonna be ten thousand dollars at the end of the day. You know, but once it goes, it goes. And if you think, oh, I'm worth more because I have ten thousand dollars on me. And now I'm worth less because I have don't have it on me. Well, you got life all twisted, my brother. Because I went from stressing about almost every week about oh, how much I should be having because you know if I don't have this as a man, this and that, to am I is the things that I need provided for? Is God providing me these things? Yes. Okay. So let's stop stressing about the other stuff that doesn't have to worry about it. And I, and like how you said, you know, like when you when you really put that towards God, you really have a lightness about you. It's a it's a it's a piece that you can understand, you know, when everything seems like it's going to shit, mm-hmm. you're chilling, you know? There's been so many times where it's just like, I've been on edge, like, you know, money-wise, right? And I'll pray about it. And I'll start, because I'm human. We're all human. You're going to feel that anxiety. You're going to start feeling like, oh, shit, you start freaking out, but you got to remind yourself, like, yo, relax, pray about it. And as soon as you're done praying about it, let it go. And see how life works itself out. And I'll tell you, man, I, it's happened 10 times over every single time. And I'm just like, Psh. I'm glad at you because I can focus on things that are important, like my family, you know, love, uh, expressing kindness, you know, and, and not being so wrapped up in my stress where I'm just like a you know, fucking asshole the whole, the whole day and stuff like that, you know, because you yeah. worry about other things, you know. So, yeah, definitely give give your stress, give your stress to God, you know, and that's that's that was a missing piece in my life that I that I discovered when I had gotten baptized. And that's what really led me to be able to do, I think, a lot of the things that I was able to, I'm still trying to do. Yeah, man. I love that. You know, that saying, you know, let go and let God, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's a big saying. And of course, with me, you know, I'll be the one to say that. But then, of course, I'll turn around and then, you know, I I, I would have a, I would have a very hard time, you know, practicing what I'm preaching, you know, because it's very hard to, you know, to tell that to people. And then when things are even in some type of turbulence, you know, you, you can still handle it. So it's just like, oh, yeah, I, I let go. But it's when, you know, the, the back's against the wall, you know, like I said, when you had to pay rent, you to help out a family member or you had to do certain unexpected things. And now you got forty dollars to last you two weeks yeah <laughs> then you're like uh, oh yeah uh-huh. oh yeah i <laughs> got see what i can really do I, now <laughs> i got i got some problems yep <laughs> so you know what's funny about that is like I, I this is probably like maybe like a month or two ago we were having a conversation in the parking lot after a workout and i was like shiloh we're gonna look back at like these situations one day and like just laugh mm-hmm. because we're gonna sit here and just be like damn we really were like tr- making some happen on like th- these types of budgets yep and it's uh that full circle moment of like a lot of things i was i had a little story and it's funny you kind of touch upon that but uh, like the whole gratefulness of just like being with your family being with your loved ones i kind of had something like that happen at thanksgiving to where uh in the middle of the year like my parents health like a lot of things changed with them and so for us to be and there's a lot of other things going on too and so um for my family to get together for thanksgiving it was funny because i was lost when i got there so it's it's funny how this whole worked out originally Men of my family were going to go. Mm-hmm. And then I said, well, I'm going to go. 
I was like, I'm going to go because, like, I don't know how many more times, like, you never know when someone can leave. Yeah. And so it's yeah. like, someone told me this a couple years ago. They're like, think about, like, how many times you see your family members a year if it's, like, two or three times. Now look at your hand and count, like, five years. Are you okay with seeing them in that amount of time? Like, five, so if you're seeing them two or three times a year, are you okay with seeing them 15 more times for the rest of your life? And if you are great, but like you need, you make the most make the most time of like of, of those experiences. So I've lived by that philosophy for the past couple of years, and so I thought I was like, I'm gonna go. So the automatic my mom was like, oh well, no, if I'm I'm gonna go too, because my mom always say she wants to go, but she's not gonna rock the boat. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, cool, I'm not, I'm gonna go. Then my dad changes mind, and then one of my brothers changes her mind, and my other brother changed her mind, so we all ended up going. And uh, I was talking to my Nino when we were there, and I was just like, this is kind of what makes all the i say bullshit like of this past year kind of worth it is like knowing and seeing my mom's happy knowing and seeing my dad's happy my my brothers are okay having are, are like getting along like i was like this is kind of what makes it worth it of like trying to manage to deal with all that stuff is because what felt like okay god's leading me down a path that i don't even want to go down with the world now i'm here yeah. having good memorable time with my family good things i mean so that's where like i saw i saw that happen where it's like your gratefulness is like <clears throat> whatever you're getting led down Really, really enjoy that experience because it gives you the appreciation for things even more. When yep. you have, when you do spend that time with your family, yep. it's all it's all preparation. Yeah, it's all preparation just to make sure you when you when you gotta worry about things that are important, you're prepared to actually be able to experience it and mm-hmm. enjoy it instead of being caught up in you know in the past, like holding grudges or anything like that. You know, mm-hmm. like you know holding a grudge that keeps you from doing family events and whatnot. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of going on with my family right now, which you know I'm praying for it and all that stuff. But you hold a grudge. It's something that happened. It happened. You know, yeah. whatever, it, whatever it is, there's nothing, and I mean absolutely nothing, you can do to change the fucking past. So why worry about the past so much? Why, you know, just say, screw it. I'm going to go see my family like you did. Mm-hmm. And it turned out to be probably something that you'll probably never forget. No, it know? won't be. And that's the, that's, the, yeah. that's, the, that's the beautiful thing about grace, man. That's the beautiful thing about grace is that if you give grace, you know, beautiful things can happen. It could be a change of events just like that, just because you decide to be like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put my pride aside because you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. Yep. So let's just be imperfect together. Okay. And create something that can seem perfect. You know, if that makes sense. So. Oh, I was flowing with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, going back to what you said. Um, so mm. another, you said how like no one knows everything. Mm. If you if you think you know everything, you know nothing. Yeah. That's my, that's a big thing. It's like if you think you know everything, then you know nothing at all. Mm-hmm. And so right. like that's why I don't try to play this like oh like, i know everything when it comes to any aspect of my life yeah because like let me hear what that to say yeah let me hear what that to say let me see like let me see what what dialogue can give to it and then from there we'll, we'll see like we'll see what happens but uh checking your ego and going to conversations whether it's be personal professional yep. going to conversation being like let me check my ego let me hear what that to say and then have that expression <laughs> we'll open up a lot more doors and we'll save you a lot more time it will save you a lot more time. Mm-hmm. The loudest one in the room is always the stupidest one. It's <laughs> usually, usually how it ends up working out. Are the most stubborn one. I had to learn that lesson the hard way. Yeah. Sometimes being stubborn and, and not wanting to change your mind. Not, I'll say being stubborn and honest with like, if you know if you know what you want, great. But like being stubborn, like I don't want to hear anything else out. Like I don't want to hear this or I don't know. Like that's dumb. Like no, like let me hear it out. Because yeah. that one yeah. that one idea or you being able to just be quiet for thirty more seconds. Might have solved your problem, just like you know, just by hearing somebody else out. That fifteen minutes yeah. of them talking, two minutes of it could have been like, wow, 
it goes back to the experience too. Um, that's one thing I've learned um, being like a trainer is a lot of people want to be heard. Whether because either one they're not getting it, whether it's at their work, whether it's at home or whatever like that. So from a training standpoint, when someone's trying to explain to me the problem and what they're trying to do to fix it, instead of getting upset with them or instead of like being like, oh no, what's well, dumb? Like you shouldn't be doing that. Or that's wrong. Like no, like let me hear you out. Let me give you the time to hear what you're doing, and then redirect and let's provide you a solution. And I think as a trainer, that's kind of what separated me, also from where I was at. So where like I gave my clients a lot of time to like let themselves like express themselves, yep. and it goes back to like how did, how did I make them feel? I made them feel heard. Yeah. So once they felt heard, then they were a lot more receptive to being like, okay, like okay, I'm, I'm going to follow through. I'm yeah. going to listen to this. Yep. Yeah. And it builds your relationship with that person. Too. Exactly. Yeah. Like train like our our line of work, dude. I like to say we're unlicensed psychologists, you know, mm-hmm. or, or licensed therapists, I should say, you know, because you hear about people's shit, you know, and it's, I don't want to say people's shit, like, it's like, you know, like, oh, like, it's things. I think I meant to process. Yeah. yeah. But, like, you work, you work with people, you're going to hear their stuff, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's, especially if you're a person that you, you know, you seem like you're cool to talk to mm-hmm. or not, you're going to hear this stuff, you know, nine times out of ten, like, the last, I've, I've had a couple of those incidences to where most of the time the person comes in cool and whatnot, sat down cool, I could just feel like something. Something's not right. And I've been cutting this guy for some years now. So, like, most of my clients, so I've been cutting for, oof, like, I think my my oldest client is my first client, actually, my boy Jimmy. Jimmy, if you listen to this, what's up? Um, <laughs> shout out Jimmy. Yeah, shout out Jimmy, man. Shout out Jimmy. Uh, you know, so a lot of these guys are family, you know. Even though I only see them when I cut hair and all stuff, you know, and whatnot, um, we get a lot of updates. And this dude... He was just, I could tell his voice, his voice cracked a little bit. I was like, hey, how you doing, man? How, you know, that's how you do my clients. What up, baby? How you doing? Oh, I'm all right. Yeah, I just, you know. And he swallowed. So I'm, going, I'm just going through a little bit. Like, click, turn the clippers off, and what's up? What's going on? He goes, nah, it's, it's all good. I said, nah, bro, I got time. I got time. What's up? Man, he needed that. Let's just say that. He, I, you know, and it was okay. Hey, you can cry in my chair. That's okay. It's Vegas in my chair, you know. Um, but... Being that type of per- you know, being being that type of way with your clients and whatnot can definitely lead to uh, you know them to be able to just feel more heard because you never know where he's not he might not been heard he's yeah. old, he's he's a young man you know he's twenty one I think and I know how we all know how it is being twenty one you know like there's a lot of stuff that we all went through that we had to keep inside mm-hmm. and all that stuff and that shit hurts you know mm-hmm. so just to be that that avenue for somebody to kind of express themselves and get it out so they can continue on with their day in a better light you know I think that's you know, it's an it's amazing thing. Yeah. I, I can see that. Uh, yeah, like same thing. Like, I've had people come in where like they just don't like they're not feeling it at all. Yeah, they're not feeling like they're not feeling like they're just there. And I'm just like, no, let's take our time. Like we're gonna stretch out. Like take our time. Let's talk. Tell me what's going on. Let's see what we can work through. Yeah. And like vice versa. And then they they get it out. They feel heard. And they're like, all right, cool. Let's go. Like let's work out. And like they have a good workout. So yeah, <laughs> I you'll be surprised um, in our society. Like especially like you said, with those young men. Um, that just don't get hurt. Like they just hold, they hold up a lot of stuff. They hold in a lot of things. And when you give them ability to express themselves and feel heard, like, I, and I'll say there's being heard and there's listening. And so like when they feel like you're actually listening, like you, you're, you're hearing what they're saying, mm-hmm. that creates a relationship that's just at the very safe place. How, yeah. how you, you feel safe. And when you feel safe, you want to keep going back to where you feel safe. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Definitely gets to that. That's a bar right there. You know, you you gonna always go back to a place you feel safe. Yeah. Right down, right I mean, down. <laughs> let, me, let me think about this, Shiloh, because 
when you first started training with me, like we were cool and and everything like that. Like we would talk, but I think we got to a certain point, like where you would come in and like I'd be like, bro, like what do you guys say? Because there'd be times where he would come in and he'd be like 15 or 20 minutes late, or like he'd just be going through something. And I was like, Charlotte, tell me what's going on. Like, let's get on the treadmill. Tell me what's going on and get it out. And he would talk for like 10 or 15 minutes. I'm like, cool, like, you feel better now? Like, I'm, I'm at you. Like, I get it. Life happens. You feel better now? Then we go have a good workout. He'd have a good workout. He'd feel better leaving. Yep. That's a that's a true te- testimony right there. Yeah, I, I never I never really, you know, think about it because, of course, you know, I've, I've been blessed with that. A, a, a lot of my quote-unquote trainers are like my best friends. <laughs> like like that that's that's my ultimate blessing is the fact of you know i can literally turn to the people that i call my brothers and they will have the information they'll 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 train me the, the, they'll do a lot of things with me but it's that it's that talking aspect even to this day with this same guy right here you know when we go and pull up to the gym you know we'll go in the parking lot i'm i'm hopping in his car we're gonna listen to some bangers and then you know while we're listening to some bangers we we end up having you know a nice little vent of the day you know if we got something on our minds you know and something like that which all stem from the conversations that of course he he allowed me to have with him and and, and you know when, when, when it's your friend you don't think about that but of course to somebody else you know what i'm saying that that when the, their outlook is you are their trainer or their barber yeah it's gonna cut deeper than that because like i said there is no connection that you had prior to them this yeah. is like oh man like this person listen to me for real for real and then not because he's my friend or he's just gonna like say yeah i got you bro like yada yada no like you you're you're taking that five to ten minutes and then and, and like you guys have probably seen and everything else those five to ten minutes can turn into a five to ten year relationship yep. with somebody so that's the, the that's the amazing part where I, i've seen and all and all you guys you know my, every single one of you guys and I'm, I'm saying it to every person that's either a client of them or, or probably a future one in every way because my boy matt he does massage therapy he does his thing online in regards to his his fitness my boy john does too he is he is they're knowledgeable in every single way uh, you know, I, I got to promote my boys in there, of course, with this man right here. Of course, I, I got my barber. I got my boy. Uh-huh. <laughs> but over there. But if you ever need him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I got I to talk to you about the image consulting thing. I like that. No, I like that. I like that. It's not my words. It's not my words. It's, it's my boy, Joel. I, I got to give him props for that, man. He, <laughs> definitely go. when he said that, I was like. Yo, like that makes sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. You know. Well, no, just to my idea too, because uh, I've always thought about this, like uh, from like a fashion standpoint, just like uh, like I feel like I have like a good taste and stuff, but I'm not a professional. Mm-hmm. Like there's just some stuff that people can see, like just from years of just like watching like that. I was like, dude, like somewhere online, like I need to get like a like a stylist or something like yeah. that. Yeah, because it's just like it's just, it just it, the more like the more stuff you do, like you just want to look presentable wherever you're going. Mm-hmm. And so when you said images, I was like. Yo, that's actually pretty hard because, like, you know how many times I've been, like, I've gone a good cut, but then I'm like, damn, like, I don't know, like, there's something missing, yeah, something, 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 something like yeah, I could have done yeah. differently. Yeah. And then, like, next time you go, you're like, hey, can we try this? Like, I want to try this. Mm-hmm. And, like, oh, like, that was cool. But then, so it's just, like, when I, I think image, I'm like, damn, like, that'd be cool. Like, so have somebody be like, hey, bro, like, you know what? I'm feeling this. Like, you should try this. Yeah. Because, I mean, it, like, really breaking down that you, as barbers out there, if you really care about your craft, like, really give a shit about what you're doing, you know? You're going to look at all that stuff. You know, if somebody has a square face, you don't want to give them something that makes their head more square. You kind of want to make something that rounds it off to give a little bit more contour. If somebody has a round face, 
I want to give them something a little bit more tight so it doesn't, you know, slims out their face a little bit, or whatnot. You know, depending on the drop fade or how you how you structure that haircut just to keep it simple, or whatnot. It that stuff matters. Yeah, it, it, you you do a one cut fits all. Okay, yeah. there's some people going to look good with the cut. Some people are going to be like, hey, bro, like you know, something's missing. I don't know what yeah. it is. And that could be the difference between you retaining the client and you keeping somebody or whatnot. So, you know, when you really break down to the little stuff about it, you know, to the divots in their hair, to like really take the time to look at their head and look at them. Sometimes I'll stare at my clients. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I'll just look at them and I'll tell them before, like, and I'm just, I'm just looking because especially I love the words, do what you feel best, bro. Oh, you got to get the best cut in the world because yeah. I have no bars that I got to stay within you know, you could I could do whatever I want. So that's when I really sit back and I look and I'm like, all right, how do you style your hair? You know, all the basic questions and stuff. And then I'll, I'll you know, I'm like, hey, I'm gonna feel around your head for a little bit because if you got a full set of head, you know, so you don't know, I don't know what's underneath there, especially if I never cut you. The last thing I want to do is be like, you know, let me give you a fade and I cut in and you got a, a whop in your head. Oh, yeah. You don't want to do that no more, hey, because now you just exposed the uh, poly uh, 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 insecurity into them. I don't want to do that. My job yeah. is to make you feel confident, not make you feel like, oh, shit, I got to wear a hat because this is that. So, yeah, Image Consoled, like, when I heard that first term, I was like, okay. <laughs> you know, yeah, I like that. I'm changing my shit on Instagram tonight to Image yeah. Consoled, not just barbering. So. Nah, I really, really like that. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Shout out to him for sure, for sure. Yeah, I, I, love, I love that because, uh, especially for me, man, I'm coming into every single code of my boy. I'm, I'm like, look, man, I, I like to say occasions. Mm-hmm. That's me. I'm like, hey, look, you know, I I got a big date this weekend, man. You should you, do you think I should switch it up or whatnot? And, yeah. and of course, with my boy Marcus, you know, just a shout out to him to, to to where he's he's exactly like you to where you know it's that image consultant vibe to where you know he's not just gonna say yes to say yes and not just gonna shut down every single thing. He's gonna mm-hmm. look at you and really vibe with it. Um, and then of course, like it says, I I tell him the thing, and then of course he he knocks it out for me, but. I just, I just always, you know, when I first used to tell Barbies, you know, do, do you think I, I used to be nervous sometimes, man, because, you know, some, some Barbies, you know, I, I don't know what it is when I go outside of California sometimes to get a cut. But I went to Orlando, Florida. Yeah. The little Cuban dude. Little four foot nothing. <laughs> he done jacked me yeah. up. I don't know if he was. He's singing, gonna give you a cut, uh, but I don't know if real he was, quick. Uh, he was playing Pitbull. <laughs> I was getting the vibe. Yeah, Mister. Yeah, Mister. Three hundred five. Mister. My thing was red. I'm talking about like I got done. Like everything was red. It was hurt. He cut me three times, mm-hmm. and then he was be like, like, but then like you know he was yeah. just like he was just like oh like fresh you know this is fresh. I I did my thing and I just looked at this food like God. <laughs> like, you did your thing. I don't know about, about like your thing. I'm about to get. I was like, "You lucky? I know nobody out yeah. here. I can't. Yeah. I can't put. I can't wave. No, I can't throw no type of hat up in the air or nothing. Yeah. Ain't nobody to come to save me. So, you know, it, it's one of those where, like, like I said, I'm thankful that you know you you took your time and and, and like I said, your work speaks for itself, man. But I, I, I got a quick, quick, quick little something because I, I want to know as a barber, you yeah. know, is there anything that like for barbers is like pet peeves, you know, is it, is, is there oh, certain yeah. things as a barber that you just like, oh man. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll start with the funny ones. Staring in the eyes when you get in the lineup. That, to, <laughs> me, to me, that shit is so funny. Like I don't get mad at it. Some people get really like, yeah. uncomfortable. I've seen in the shop, like some people be like, Hey, what's up looking at me? Hey, me, I'll try to ignore it. But I start smiling, and then they're like, "What?" And I just start laughing, like, "Bro, like you just you're staring at me." <laughs> oh my bad, my bad. Oh, that's cool, it's cool, it's cool. 
and sometimes they don't even understand when I say it's cool it means like, don't do it no more yeah. <laughs> so, I'll still be lining up and they'll still be just like and it's funny man because yeah. if you look at it, if anybody that's watching this is so you get to understand what I'm looking at have one of your friends put up something to your forehead and just stare in their eyes when they're trying to do it and you'll get the feeling of what I feel and it's fucking hilarious. Nah, this, because, fool gives, this fool gives us yeah, it all the time. It's just, it, it's just. <laughs> imagine, imagine someone not getting the haircut yeah. into you. This you know, guy. it is like, it is, it is funny. It's even, it, and it's like, I'll mess with them sometimes, and I'll like move side to side just to see what they're doing. They're just watching my every move, and I'm like, that's. I understand why they're doing it because they're just waiting for me to have like a a surprise expression, like, oh fuck, I fucked up or something like that, you know. But you got to play poker face, you know. You just got to keep keep it cool. Um, another thing. I don't really deal with it as much. I've only dealt with it a couple of times when people are like, if I'm, you know, cutting their hair and I'm turning around to grab another guard, you know, to put on in my clipper, I see them turn around in the mirror and try to look. I hate that shit. I get it's your head. I get it's your head. But dude, if you turn around and look at this mirror in the middle of a fade, you're going to be horrified. It does not look pretty. It doesn't look good. <laughs> at the start of a haircut, you start with a bowl cut. If you don't know that, <laughs> if you don't know that, you're gonna be like, "What the fuck is going on?" And, hey, bro, like, just let me finish real quick, you know? Yeah, and, yeah, I looked. I looked when it was like towards the bowl cut. I guess I was like, <laughs> yeah. right, So, quick story, real yeah. quick. This fool, well, you were like sixteen or seventeen, right? Nah, I was. Probably, I think I was fifteen. Oh, oh, he was, went into a barber shop and just wanted his. Because I wasn't head, driving yet. Yeah, he wanted a straight zero. No, I, his, wanted, I think I just wanted a one. Oh, one? One all around. Yeah. I thought you wanted a complete bulb. No, I just wanted a one all around. <laughs> okay, so he went and paid 30 bucks for that. No, 20 bucks. Oh, 20 bucks? Okay. 20, 20 bucks. Like yeah. And the barber, fucking with him, started <laughs> at the top and gets one close. Oh, was it a close? <laughs> yeah, remember he gave the close because he turned to your he oh, was, it was, yeah, because that's yeah, why I was just focused yeah, on the top. Yeah, no, it was a cul-de-sac. Yeah. Turned him around and was like, what do you think? <laughs> hey, I know your heart dropped. I know your heart dropped. <laughs> no, I, I was very, like, I didn't know how to say shit, so I was just like... <laughs> like no, he just started laughing. Right. He, was he, was like, taking, he was like, all right, you're done. Oh, <laughs> just, like, no, you're not. <laughs> no, no, you're not. My mom was like, you pay 20 bucks for this? And it just literally went all around. Yeah. <laughs> and those 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 types of cuts it's funny like some people ask me like when they get a super super simple because i charge 50 now you know and i'm gonna go up in price pretty soon but um you know if they ask for something that's so simple like that i usually adjust it i just tell them don't say anything if somebody asks you how much i charge don't tell them how much i charge you especially if it's, if it's a one all the way around bro i'm not charging you 50 bucks i'm sorry like i'm gonna have some heart to it Bro, just give me, give me, you know, blah, 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 blah. I ain't gonna say a price in case anybody listening. Yeah, yeah, right. Nobody gets discounts yeah. unless I say so. No handouts, no handouts. Don't, I don't yeah, unless it's your birthday or something like that. Yeah. If I'm nice, you know. But, um, bring yeah, your ID. Like, yeah, you yeah. Know, like, I need, I need proof. I swear I had a client. I don't remember who it was. I swear he had two birthdays in one year, dog. Like, and like he was like, oh, my birthday. I'm thinking in my head, like, no fucking way, dog. Like, I was like, I can't say you're lying. I know you had a birthday cut early this year, but yeah. I was like, hey, you know what? He's like, oh, it's my girl's birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no, it's my pre-birthday. Like, oh, what? Like, all right, yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's that's a super funny uh, pet peeve that when they do it, even if even if uh, I know the one side's done and they can look at it, you know, sometimes it works out in my favor. Like, some, you know, and I know they're about to do it. If I'm in the middle, like, if I got to go to the bathroom in the middle of the cut, I know they're going to turn around. And it's funny because they all try to make it seem like they don't turn around. Like, guys, I know exactly where I put you. I know the cape didn't have that fold in it when I left, you know? And, uh, you know, and if they, you know, usually 
usually, you know, I don't have to deal with it anymore. Like, like I said, like they trust me at that point. Um, another thing, uh, I say just, just I'll say not trusting the barber. You gotta trust your barber, even if you've never gotten cut by him before. You gotta have a little bit of trust. You can tell when they don't. And the reason why I say it's a pet peeve is because it's not like the person's being rude or anything like that. It's just how his body's reacting to it. He gets a little hot, a little sweaty. And I ain't gonna lie, when you're sweaty, even remotely just moist, it, it makes it so much harder to cut the head because your clippers are, are you know, sna like nowadays the new clippers are starting to become better to where they don't have to worry about that. But you're not gonna be able to cut as smooth, you know. And it's like, and I, you know, I, I, I notice every time, I'm like, hey, you good, bro? Like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm a little hot. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm a little hot. I'm like, all right, turn on the fans, try to calm them down a little bit and whatnot. And then I'll let them peek out. I'll, I'll allow them to peek at it just so they know, like, calm down. Like, it's yeah. cool and whatnot. Because, you know, when you get cut by somebody for, you know, like, let's just say they're changing somebody after five years, you're going to know. You're going to, it's going to feel different. Everything's going to be like, wait, my barber doesn't do this. He's doing this. What is this going, what's going on? Yeah. Calm down, brother. Calm down and you're good. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I have some pretty great, I have great clients, man. I got to shout them out. Like, honestly, like, I never really have to worry about anything weird with them or anything like yeah. that um but from when i seen in the shop just like i'll say there's one there's one that i hope i'm glad i never deal with i saw a dude sit in the chair and he facetimed his girl and he goes hey girl like what did you say i should get and he's like hey bro like what do you want he goes no nah, i gotta see what my girl wants me to get you know, <laughs> like i'm glad i don't have to deal yeah. with that dude because oh. when, i'm not gonna lie you girlfriends out there if you go with your guy to get a cut don't say nothing don't come up and try to direct us. I've seen it full on. Like, oh no, like in the middle of a cut, they'll stop and be like, oh, can you get that? Can you get that? Can you get that? Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that shit. Like, like that? It's like the bomb with the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Man. yeah. And they, low key moms with kids are better. They gotta just, all right, they trust. They know. He knows what he's doing. But the girlfriends, man, it's the girlfriends. It's really? The girlfriends. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Like, not the ones that I deal with. The ones that my clients, my clients' girls know, like, let let Deshaun, Dez, whoever you call me, let him do what he's doing. I feel like this is one of those things where, like, insecurity, like, if you're going with your, like, your man to go get his haircut, and you're, like, I have to nitpick it, you probably try to fuck him up a little bit just yeah. so he don't look good. You feel me? Like, yeah. You know, like, it's you're a, trying, you're it's trying, a subliminable. Yeah. Hey, that looked a little too good right there. Yeah. You might get, yeah. He's not Take going to Target. Yeah, he, we're, we're going to Target after this. He's not going to look that good. Yeah. You know, and they're going to fuck it up. You know? That's so, exactly what it is. Yeah. Yo, I don't yeah. like this barber. Yeah. You know, he's, he's a little too good. You make, my, you make my man walk a little too confident. Yeah. Or whatnot, he sucked, you know? man. He sucked. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Go with the, the, the first guy in the chair. Up. He's <laughs> like, damn, I feel good. Honestly, he kind of fucked you up. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's really all the ones I could really think of right now. I mean, Pretty sure I can think of some more, but if I do, I'll, I'll spit them out a little bit. But yeah, those, those, those are pretty much it. I just keep my eyes closed most of the time. When, yeah, that's when, what I tell when them. When they're, they're around over here, when they're around this, I just, I just close my eyes. Yeah, just close your eyes. I even at this point now, I tell them, close your eyes, brother, because <laughs> some people know, some people don't. Some people just, they just stare straight. They don't even look at me. They just stare straight. At that point, I'm like, bro, like, are you good? What's going on? You know. So I've had trance. Oh, another one, dude. Everybody's entitled to do whatever they want, right? Don't do drugs before you sit in the barber chair. Uh, <laughs> it's not a good idea. It's not a good idea. <laughs> like, no, I've almost fallen asleep. Yeah, you know me. Like, if you I almost fallen asleep pretty bad. I was way too high. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like, like, hey, I got some of my clients. You know, like if I know they smoke, because I smoke here and there. I'm actually leaning off of it a lot. Um, I'm actually finding out that I don't like it as much as I used to, which is kind of weird. You know, kind of just happened out of nowhere. But anyway, um, girl, drink a whole drink. Oh, edible drink. Right? I've never Ooh. messed with those before, uh, but I've heard those things do some shit to you, man. And he didn't know. I don't know how he didn't know, but he didn't know. You drink a whole lemonade. 
drink yeah, the whole bro. shit. One of those had me contemplating because I was in my bed. I drank one of those. Yeah. I had to pee. Mm. But I was so like sedated. Yeah. I was like, can I sleep through this and pee in the morning? <laughs> like, I, and I was like, no, motherfucker. You better yeah, you get, gotta up right get up right now. Yeah. I just felt like melted into my bed. Like, yeah. Freddy Krueger could have got my eyes. Yeah, easily. 100%. Yeah, yeah shoot. One, two, three. His eyes on you. Easily. And this dude was trying. He was struggling. Like, And it was to the point where I didn't know. I was like, this guy on like is he on a pill because he'd be talking to me and he but the conversation was cool like we were able to talk he was able to hold the conversation but his eyes would like twitch up and i'm and he would go cross-eyed a little bit i'm like what's going on you know like and i and i, and I and, you know like i could have said something i could have said something. this is like my third time cutting. he's always been cool before i'm like nah this is this is something different i don't smell no weed on him i'm like you know i'll, I'll talk to him about it next time i'll give him the benefit of the doubt and but like the, the reason why it's been leave is because you know he's moving a lot. He's, you're sweating because your body's trying to just probably knock this shit out, you know. So yeah. it just makes it more difficult. It just makes my job more difficult. And I want to leave you guys again. I want. I don't want to ever be like, is your you know it's your head, you know, fuck you up. Not nah, because at the end of the day you're walking around and somebody asks you who got your haircut, yeah. who did your haircut? Yeah, it, it's me. Yeah, and they know I have no idea. They have no idea the circumstance I had to do it in. Yeah, so I still want to make sure like, hey bro, just if you're gonna smoke, smoke after or or if you can't handle it. Some people can handle it. Some people can't. It's just funny, uh, you know, he comes down next time. It's the first thing he told me. He goes, Brian, I'm so sorry about last time. He goes, I was so fucking high. And I was like, oh, no, it's all good. Nah, I get it, but don't do that shit again. Like, big dog, like, that's just too much, you know. Too much for me to handle. <laughs> you know? I just want to do my job and have a good time, brother. That's it, you know. Man, so. man it's, it's funny we, we got on this because like, this was definitely my next question, man. Because there's been quite a few times, you know, in, in my life, especially with Journey, with the, with the good old Mary Jane, you know, especially when I used to be with the tough. Um, the, I used to always go go in, and I remember one time. I'm not even gonna lie to you, bro. I, I fell asleep for real. He was it, it was it was good. You know, the barbershop was nice and cool. The mm-hmm. air was good. It was perfect. He sat me back. You know what? It, it was for the lineup. You mm-hmm. know, you sit that motherfucker back. Yep. And you know, it's oh, it's, it's cushiony. And yeah, mm-hmm. brother, it got me. I fell asleep. <laughs> and on the way back up, you're oh, yeah. <laughs> No, so, so here's yeah, the thing. Shit. <laughs> it wasn't even on that part. Yeah. This fool, I guess, was trying to line me up, but he was holding my head. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so, oh, so man, you know, the bobble head. Out, your neck is pointing the wrong direction. You just like, damn. I've had that so many times, but their head is like, and you, it's crazy because it's like a bobble head. I don't know what happens if you go to sleep. Some people either stiff neck, which is my favorite. If you go to sleep, you're stiff neck. That means you're going to stay still. And you got the ones that you hold your head, they just feel support, and your body just falls. <laughs> and you just got to find a way to just kind of be like, all right, dog. Like, so I call myself. Comment? People oh, sleep it on you? Dude, people fall asleep in my chair all the time. Okay, I don't feel I take it bad. as a compliment. Yeah, I take it as a compliment. If you fall asleep in my chair, that means I'm not fucking you up in a sense of I'm not playing, you know, MMA with your head. You know, I've seen some barbers and you're getting cut and they're like smacking the head. And I'm like, bro, that's uncomfortable. Yeah. If you fall asleep because they're like, oh, it's like a massage, that's cool. I just know now who can't fall asleep and who can't fall asleep. And I'll, I'll wake him up subliminally, like, go from a distance, get my spray bottle. Fuck, fuck. <laughs> oh, you up? Yeah, what happened? You fell asleep. It's all good. They have no idea I sprayed him with a bottle of water and like that. So it just depends on how it happens. But if falling asleep with the chair, never, it's not a bad thing. It's just, you know, I'll let them sleep because, like, doing the cut when they're asleep, it's not really bad. You can kind of bend their head out. Wake him up with the spray of alcohol. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. That's just so funny. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. It's so funny because I'll purposely like put like, and it's, it's, not, it's not malicious or anything like that. It's just to kind of like, hey, wake up, motherfucker. Like, you got to drive, man. Wake yeah. up. I'll do a little razor, a little extra. It doesn't hurt him, nothing like that at all. And I'll go a little close. Usually I'll go from a distance so the mist hits him. So it's, it, you know, it does its job, but it doesn't like burn. But I'll just go a little closer. Fa-fa. 
Ooh, yeah. You all right? <laughs> you good? Yeah, we're good. We're good. You know, so yeah, no, it, it, it's it's a it's definitely a thing. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, that yeah. is. I I really feel like that that is the ultimate the ultimate I'm comfortable, sir. Because mm-hmm. right when yeah, I, I get comfortable fall asleep somewhere, I mean you're you Yeah, you're good. not worried about shit. Yeah, Ain't no way good. I'm falling asleep. I'm scared. No yeah. sir. But yeah, no, I'm glad to say like they're they're all comfortable <laughs> so they know they can they can knock out no, no problem. <laughs> now I was blessed your jobs. <laughs> 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 I should not be laughing like that. Like, that, one, that, one, that one was good. Nah, it was cool. But yeah, man. Um, so we got through the peeves, man. Tell me real quick before we we we, we just man to transition on to, to 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 livelihood. Now I yeah. I just want to close up with this barbershop, man. What what are your future goals, man? Well, what's what what's really you know um that next step for you? You feel like in the barber game so that's you know that's a, that's a good one because uh i've always when i started out it was always a i wanted to open up a shop right i was like usually that's usually i feel like the typical thing that when you when you start barbering and as i get to the point where i'm at now in my career do i want to shop yes do i want to run a shop while i'm still behind the chair no and i i only say that because it's it's a lot easier to keep a shop going the way that you want it if you're just managing it you know, I don't want to have to worry about my clients, but also worry about my barbers getting there on time and worrying about their clients and, and making sure the shop is run cool. Because right now, I mean, with my work schedule, I work six days out the week. Now, if I choose to take a day off, it's a beautiful thing about being a barber. I'm my own boss. I can do that. But I'm working 10-hour days, you know. So, and I'm, that's me focusing all my attention on my people. You know, where am I going to fit in to make sure that my crew is going to be ran correctly? Where am I going to fit into where I know my people are going to be taken care of correctly? You know, um, I don't want to fall. I didn't, I didn't want to fall into this whole thing of like, Oh, I'm getting extra money and that's fucking it. Because I came from a shop, you know, no disrespect to the shop that I came from. Um, but they eventually, I saw the transition of them worrying about money. And I seen how unhappy barbers could be and whatnot. And it got me thinking, like, okay, do I really want to put, do I really want to put myself in that situation? And then when two own a shop, you're responsible for other people. You know, do I really want to put them in that situation? Barbers I don't even know about. I got to care about them. You know, so I would rather wait until I'm like, 30, which is only four years away, you know, to where I have, you know, to where I get the point where I went in my career for me personally, in a sense of like, just, just expanding, um, cutting, you know, eventually touching like celebrities and stuff like that, which I'm not saying celebrities is the main point of the game and all that stuff. I'm thinking of celebrities are more so like connections, networking, you know, networking, because you think, you know, oh, you got a celebrity, you probably paid him $2,000. Hell nah, bro. Celebrities are stingy, just like everybody else. They're people. You, you can have a celebrity that knows they make millions and you tell them, 200 and they're what no nah, i ain't paying nothing over 100 yeah huh so hey, it, it, those, those nba and nfl players oh man dude to, yeah, yeah some, sometimes they don't want to pay what you what you want you know and i've never ran into that situation because i haven't cut anybody in that caliber yet i haven't really focused on it but uh i'll say definitely once i get my content up that's one thing that, that that's my goal right now is just getting my my social media presence more you know mm. i'm not really much of a social media guy like i even like i'll post on social media but more so like try to be motivational or I'll try to say something like on Sundays um, or post like, hey, I did a run. But in a sense of getting like super, super into it, so I'm glued to my phone, nah. And unfortunately in the world that we live in, so I say unfortunate just because I, me personally, I'm just a very in-person type person. I go to a concert, I'm not recording. I'm recording with my eyes, you know. That's me, um, Yeah. That's me, bro. I, 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 and it's hard, you know, and I think you can relate to this too, Matt, is that you have to be more open and you have to be more on your cell phone to take away that real time 
and make sure you capture it just so your followers and you, you know, your brand is met in you know, certain certain circumstances and stuff. So that's something that I definitely need to focus on and still learn how to phone how, how to have fun with it. You know, and this mentor is for sure. I already know he's going to take me where I got to go and how to do things because when I listened to one of their uh, one of the classes, say signed up saying there was a fucking class later on the night, you know, and I was cutting, but I was listening. And one of the guys was like, he was saying like, hey, man, it looks like you're too stiff. And when you're cut, it's like, it doesn't seem like you're, you're being you. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I don't want to get too comfortable because if I get too comfortable, I cuss a lot. Like, that's just what I do. And he's like, fucking cuss. He goes, yeah, but I want to make sure, like, I don't want to be, like, pushing some people away from my page. He goes, dude, be you. Be authentic. Yeah. You know, you can still, you know, you don't have to try to portray somebody else just because you want more people to be, fr- you want to be family friendly on your shit. Dude. People are gonna fuck with you whether they fuck with you know whether you cuss or not you know you, you know so that mm-hmm. is something that helped me just automatically knowing like okay just be more authentic you know it's okay if I cuss up a storm it's okay if I'm a Christian man I'm cussing up you know I'm not well, hold on let me say that right I'm not saying it's okay mm-hmm. for me personally though be yourself you know it's not mm-hmm. gonna change the way people think about you and all that stuff if people are gonna ride with you they're gonna ride with you so um, yeah just really making a more more of a presence known on my social media platform because that is in tune gonna you know in turn not in tune but in turn gonna you know, go into other avenues of my career, which is, you know, of, of course, a more surplus of clientele, which is going to, of course, surplus my money. And then at that point, get more money, able to do more things that I want to do, like opening up a shop, a shop that's able to connect with the community. You know, mm-hmm. so that's that's my goal. My ultimate goal is to create a shop that is in tune with the community, a real barber shop, not this, not this stuff that's popping up nowadays towards 15 plus chairs and the aesthetic. You know, I've always hearing that, you know, in barbers, oh, that aesthetic, that aesthetic. Okay, well, what about, the, the community aspect of it. What are you doing for the community? Are you just providing haircuts or are you actually creating a safe spot for kids? In a sense of, mm. hey, um, Jimmy, instead of you slinging dope on the side of the street or anything like that, come sweet for me. Teach them some life lessons, bro. Uh, you can make it to where, hey, kids get straight A's on a haircut. I mean, not a haircut. Kids get straight A's on the report card. Come get a free haircut. Stuff to motivate mm. the community to become better, you know, not just like that. not just oh yeah, we offer services for for your haircut. Nah, man, it, you know, I want to be that barber shop that really touches the community. I have an LLC already for it, so it's the dream is there. I just got to work on it. I call it creative culture. I haven't really spoken much about it because I'm still like you know doing the groundwork of it, but that's what creative culture really wants. I want that to represent, you know, a place to where a barber shop is a creative spot. You have different cultures coming around, you know, and you know when you blend it all together, you get something beautiful. You know, and I want a place where somebody can come and express themselves, throw some artwork on the wall. You know, so if a kid that, you know, may seem like he's alone and all he does is draw in his room can at least ex- express himself on the wall. And when he comes in the shop, he can feel proud of it and it'll keep him going. It'll keep him in a positive mindset. It'll bring people in that, you know, if you need some place just to kick it, like just and you know, just to get away. You have that, you know, that that uh, the other avenue to go to as opposed to just feeling like, oh, you could just, you know, I'm just going to go get my hair cut at another, another super cut. But yeah, they, they know how to cut a little hair a little bit better. Like, nah. I'm trying to really impact the community in that way, doing charity events. You know, that's it's it's stuff that I'm talking about now, but it's stuff that I definitely want to make sure I'm it, it gets started within the next couple of years. You know, mm-hmm. it's just really like my first thing that I really want to do is is create like a, a a little program to where kids get taught how to cut hair. I take about 15 kids maybe, and I just teach it for free. I don't care. I don't need your money. I make my own money, but I want them to have something to where if they're in that situation to where one day they want to make some money for their families or something like that. They don't turn to the bad things. They don't turn to drugs. They don't turn to, oh, well, this is quick, fast money. Well, this is also quick, fast money, and it's legal. <laughs> You're giving them the skill. You're giving them the skill. Mm-hmm. So they can then, you know, who knows? They're in a position. They're out of college. They're in college. And he makes some money. I'm too busy. Boom. Oh, wait. Deshaun taught me when I was 15 how to cut hair. I can do that. 
you know, as opposed to doing something that can lead them down the wrong path and whatnot. Because I've heard some people, you know, kind of off topic, I guess, but when I graduated high school, they were, they were very bright. But in order for them to get some money, they chose the wrong path and ended up screwing the entire future up. Nope. You know, and Same I don't want, I, I just, I, I'll, I'll do what I can do to, to prevent that from happening. So that's, yeah, that's the main goal, I guess, is just create a shop that touches the community and, and eventually builds from there. Dude, I love that. I, I love your overall vision for it. You said creative culture? Yep, creative culture. <laughs> Dude, that's like a, that's a you know, it's, yeah, beautiful, <laughs> just like overall vision for it. I think, uh, just keep building on that. Yeah. Keep building uh, what, what your what your intentions are, keep building on that. Like, the only side of that, because that's, like, a beautiful thing. When you say, uh, like, being able to have a space to just kind of go and hang out, I kind of look back to what we used to about Wingman and how just, like, giving kids a place where they can go, hang out, feel yeah. safe, mm-hmm. uh, not have to worry about if they've got stuff going on at home or yep. if they got stuff going on in, in their personal life. And, like you said, they can learn, they can just hang out. Like, that's a – we need a lot more – we need a lot more things like that with how society is right now. Yeah. And I think that vision you have, I think, can touch a lot of people. I hope so. Everything I, I appreciate that, bro. Yep. That's, that's, that's def- definitely keep your eyes open for it. Keep no, I am. Forward, I'm looking forward I, to it. I, I'm big on that, baby, because my my little two, two cents, like I said, before we go ahead and push on, um, is that whole thing about um, – when people make money, you know, it's, 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 especially for us, you know, we we see a lot of people make money, but the big disconnect in our society is that a lot of people make that money, but they don't really pay it for back to the community. Mm-hmm. You, you know, they'll say, "Oh yeah, you know, I made a hundred thousand dollars," you know, and this, they'll tell us our sleeping habits and the books they read and everything else like that. But it's like, okay, but what actual practices? What did you actually yeah. do to make that money? Yeah. You feel me? Yep. And, and 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 it's many that they won't. So so for you, when you set up something that, of course, yes, for free, time is money. But at the end of the day, what you're pay, what you're going to be paying for to these is to these kids is a, is a lifelong lesson and a memory. Which to some of them, like like of course we talked about wingman before, but it, but it's one of those to where when when young men and women too, when they reach a certain point, you know, well, what are they really gonna go, go grab onto in their childhood? Is is it gonna be the way out or the way in? Yeah. Is it gonna be a way out into a better life or way into prison? Way way into a lot of the things because it, it it's it's a lot easier to go to somebody and you know that the, they'll give you a QP of some tree or whatever to mm-hmm. go work with and to flip versus somebody that that's gonna give that give you forty five minutes an hour of their time to truly look at okay look the, 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 this is how you know screw it you, you you're gonna learn how to freaking up come with the sink you know we're, we're gonna learn how to do this you know yep. we're gonna learn little skills that maybe a father would teach their son or whatever but a lot of these people don't have maybe a father figure or even for yep. the woman's standpoint being a woman barber there are some of the coldest in the game that, oh that, man that, that, that I've and most scrutinized and most scrutinized man i i, I can't even yep. not, not even cut you off like mm-hmm. man you got a girl that knows is she and yeah like they're gonna look good they're in the beauty industry right but they get judged oh they, she's just trying to show she only got them followers because her ass or look at look at her haircuts, dog, and then look at yours. So don't tell me it's because her ass. Yeah, yeah. It may does it help her? Maybe. I'm not gonna say it does, because I've seen a lot of barbers that have ass, and do not like bar- female barbers that have ass, and, and <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, and, and don't and, and cannot cannot cut. Do you think their books are filled up? No, you know. So 
they might have yeah. a little bit more followers. But yeah, yeah, but that's books yeah. aren't. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Keep going yeah. back to somebody, if they ain't giving you a good cut. Yeah, like, no. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and and, it's, and it sucks that they're they're scrutinized as much as they are in the in, in the industry. You know, but going back to what you were saying. Yeah, no, yeah, that, I I love that you th- 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 touch up on that because, like I said, th- th- that's, that's something. That, that, yeah. Hey Matt, quick question. Um, we're right around eight. Are you cool going with it longer? Uh, yeah, we can go like I, I can uh, I can go like like ten fifteen. Right, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, because because especially with me, you know, I I just look at it from 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 those kids' perspectives. Because like me, for 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 example, whenever I I used to go to the barber go go growing up, it was the fun place, man. Oh yeah, it was a place where you know you go in. The environment, the grown-ups are, are, are going to be talking smack. You know, you know, I, I get to listen to the big talk. We get to listen to talk about sports and everything. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it's – the barbershop is a safe haven for, for of course, you know, it, it's men and women, but I'm, I'm just strictly talking on on, on a men's perspective, yeah. you know. Yeah. That, 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 that That's our safe haven, you know. Mm-hmm. You, you could go in. You could go just chop it up with your barber and, and, and tell them your two cents. Now, now did, just imagine a, a 14, 15, 15-year-old kid. That, 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 that like we, we've already talked about with what we've gone through our crisis our traumas and everything else now they're coming to you yeah come on man you're gonna you're gonna feed them you're gonna water them with so much good godly nu- nutrients the right way to where what's gonna blossom in the next generation because that's the, the that's our focus now we're 26 27 you feel me like like we're, we're at the age where you know the the, the age of me yes you know it's, it's still c- c- kind of there in, in essence but but now the growth is going to be for the future for exactly. the future this well what are we really pushing well what are we really giving to our family and mm-hmm. everybody else that's going to be substantial uh, su- su- sustainable for a long mm-hmm. period of time yep um so yeah, man. Like, like I said, I love your vision, love your goal, and then we'll we'll, we'll just go ahead and just uh, just transition over to man because, like I said, we've talked about your perseverance. We've talked about a lot of the traits that you carried over today. Um, but, but but let's just go 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 about um, the weight loss. You know, a lot of more recent um, personal successes that that, that that you've gone through, the merit, like the running and everything else yeah, like that. Yeah. Like I said, let's go ahead and. Uh, to, to, Touch upon that, my friend, because I, I feel like the, the the viewers and everybody would like to like to know. And about I know you had that story earlier, so I hope. Oh no, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah, I got no problem touching on it because I yeah. feel like if you if you truly move past something, you should be okay talking about it. Yeah, you know, no matter you should you shouldn't have to be worried about uh, anybody judging you or anything like that. So we'll start there because this is where my journey starts, right? So I was in a relationship, you know, dun dun dun, the, the same story that everybody starts out with, right? So I was in a relationship, was with the girl for about three years. I'll keep her name off of it, you know privacy and stuff of course of course um thought this was the one i mean i was young I was younger than what i am now you know obviously we're still young you know 26 27 um i was like 23 24 and i was like you know yeah i know we're going through all these problems and stuff like that but this is the one i want to i want to settle down with you know and um it was just it, it it became very toxic i'll say that you know regardless on whose side it was more toxic on you know that's that's privacy and stuff but uh I did not handle it the way that I normally would handle things. I usually would go to God and, and pray about it, you know, or have an outlet, talk to my mom or anything like that. This is before working out became an outlet. So that is not, you know, that if that was there, who knows, you know, but uh, it was one of those situations where I felt alone and I felt I was hurt a lot. You know, I found some things out, found some stuff out, you know, and I decided I'm going to do the same thing. Uh, you know, uh, I, think we all, I think, yeah, yeah, I think we can all get where I'm, where I'm yeah. getting at, you know, so. 
when I was about to do, you know, that that particular thing, infidelity. You know, I'll, I'll be honest with it. You know, yeah. I, I almost cheated. I almost cheated, and I changed my mind. Nope, never mind. Text the girl. Hey, I was tripping. Do not come over. You know, I, that was a mistake. Apologize and all that stuff. Now I gave the girl some ammo, and she decided to fire. Do not call the snitching. She she ended up telling the girl, even though I apologized. There was nothing wrong. There was fifteen dumb dumb messages. Yeah, no, it, not even a mile vicinity of each other. But at the end of the day, you don't do stuff like that, especially if you're engaged, man. I don't care what you're going through. You yeah, know, you you got to work it out. And if you know that the engagement is not working, and you can clearly tell there's signs of that, sit the fucking person down and talk to them about it. Or it doesn't have to be an engagement. If you're in a relationship and it's not going well, the worst thing you guys want to do is hurt each other. You guys sit down. You need to talk. You need to have a tough conversation. It's not going to be like. It shouldn't. Be, it's not. I'm not saying it's gonna be one of those conversations where you're like, okay, we're letting the person go because you have an attachment with them, especially if you're with them for years and all this stuff. But if you can clearly tell, like, I am not becoming a better person, I'm probably digressing, and or digressing, and you are as well. It's probably not the best relationship for you, you know. And you and, and if you love the person, you gotta let you gotta, you gotta let that shit go. Well, I didn't have that conversation, you know. I I tried to, but you know, conversations didn't go the way you know I, I would have hoped, and I got caught up, you know. So course you know i got blasted on social media not not honestly i didn't receive anything from anybody no hate a couple of her family members but it wasn't even like it wasn't even like some crazy hate it you know so um like, this got messy like you got to figure that out yeah, yeah you know yeah and yeah. it was one of those things where i just was like you know what like i had to sit down and all my friends were like trying to you know you know they're being friends they're being they're doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing like hey it's not your fault hey man you're a good dude Hey man, it's just because this is just not, and I had to, you know, I remember I was sitting with my boy Montel, love a guy, you know, that's, that's <laughs> Montel Houston? Yeah, Montel Houston, oh, that's my, that is my nice. boy, yeah, Montel, Austin, Charles, West, you know, like, I got a lot of people, I got a lot of people that, you know, I hung out with back in high school and we still tight today, and I remember sitting at the table with Montel, and I was just telling him, I remember saying this, I'll never forget, I was like, you know, like, I'm not a man, and he was like, what the fuck, Sean, I'm like, yeah, you are, like, dude, look, at you got your own place, you got this, and I'm not, Tell. I was like, to me, I'm not, because I broke one of my coats. You don't you don't fall into temptation and stuff like that. No matter if you're feeling, you don't let your emotions get a hold of you. As men, in my opinion, we need to control emotions, not hold them, but control them. In those situations that are tough to hold them, in, your your girl's saying some shit that she shouldn't be saying, pissing you off, hitting some dark spots that you know that she only her only she can get to. Mm-hmm. You hold yourself, and then you go to the gym. You let that shit out. You feel me? You don't you don't implode because if you do that, you the damage you're gonna cause is insane. You know, so I, you know, and for me, I didn't, I didn't, I allowed my emotions to take control of, and it, and it made my life pretty disastrous for for a short amount of time. Mm. So I, and I told him, I was, and he was trying to tell me to stop. Like, hey, bro, you're you're putting yourself down. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm telling myself stuff that I need to hear. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to feel it. I want to, of course, I want to push it away and be like, man, no, I don't want to focus on that. But you have to focus on the bad shit. You got. And when I say that, I don't mean like shitting on yourself. You know, but you have to sit down. And you have to be real. Like, especially if you get out of a relationship, a very long term relationship. You got to sit down. You got to, if you want to change, you got to realize the stuff that the good stuff that you want to change about and also the stuff that's bad about you mm-hmm. that you're like, damn, I am like this. Damn. I am like that. You know, self-awareness. you have to be self-aware yeah. and that shit, that shit hurts, bro. I'm telling you. Like I remember I sat at that table for hours that night for hours. Like I'll say honestly, a good three, four hours just thinking he had left and I told him, I was like, hey, bro, like I need some time to myself for a second. Like, then I didn't say like, get the fuck out. You knew what I meant. You know, like yeah. I just, I need some time. And in those, in those four hours, I just thought about, you know, hey, what kind of man do you really want to be? You know, and at that time, I was a man that, yeah, I was on my stuff with barbering, you know, from what everybody had seen on Instagram, Deshaun's doing the damn thing, you know, like Deshaun's working, he's getting better at haircuts and stuff like that. But I was a person that if I said I was going to do something, I didn't do it. 
I'm gonna say that straight out. I would say I'm gonna do something and all talk, no walk. You know, except when it came to my job. And the reason why I was so cool and it seemed like that way on social media is because it's my livelihood. I don't do this shit. I'm not eating. But everything else came second. I'm gonna start working out. That lasted about a week or two. You know, the the, the two week motivation. Yeah, once that shit ran out, that shit was done. You know, so going through that process, just I you know, I started running every day. I said, you know what? I'm hurting a lot. It's a painful part. When you lose somebody that you know you thought you were gonna do something with, regardless of what had happened and everything like that, it's still gonna still it's still gonna affect you. Because honestly, like it, it, when it did end, it was actually a weight off my shoulder because I wasn't having bad things told to me on a daily basis. You know, mm. like I said, keeping confidential. But yeah, you were just getting up. Every uh, day. Yeah, it, it was, was. Yeah, it was. You know, it, it was bad. It was, it was getting bad. That, that second guessing feeling every day of every, like, oh, is this true or is not? True? Every day, man, uh, to the point where happening or not happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I I guess you can say it's gaslighting. A lot of gaslighting. You know, mm. and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go run. I'm just gonna get on the treadmill. So that's how it started. I would go on the treadmill for 30 minutes and I run as long as I could. I've said it on four. I'm talking about like, I'm technically you could speed bump this motherfucker, but I'm like, no, I'm going to hang out at the back of the treadmill and I'm just going to run. And I did that every day for about about a month or two. And I actually even took off, I, I got off of social media too. I didn't have to, you know, like I could have kept up on my clients and all that stuff and everything. But I was like, you know, I need to cut out every single distraction that I have right now. And I just need to focus on myself. I need to disappear for a little bit. And, you know, so I put on my social, my social media is like, hey, um, I'm dipping out. I don't know when I'm gonna be back, but for my clients, here's my number, you know? And did that, I'm so glad that I did that because it taught me, you know, to really just focus back on the stuff that's important to me, you know? Not not seeming like, oh, I gotta be the best barber out. I, I stopped worrying about what that other barber was doing. I stopped worrying about what this other person's doing. I just worry about myself. My, you know, God, myself, and my family. That's really what I broke down to. And when I came back two months later, I had lost like 25 pounds. Mm. Um, really, lost the love of social media you know that was a big reason why i'm like so like oh whatever now and if i use social media i'm trying to use positive stuff you know i'm not trying like even like now my social media feed is all motivational shit like i purposely took it that way so if i'm using it at least i'm learning something about it not just seeing some stupid shit you know on tiktok or you know sometimes i'll have my little comedy sticks and stuff like that but most of the time i try to structure my social medias in a specific way use it as a tool you know so when i did the two month trans you know two months and just focused in posted it Got a lot of love feedback. Loved it. You know, not not loved it in the sense of like, ooh, I love the love, but more like, mm-hmm. okay, I think I'm on the right path. I think, you know, I'm getting good feedback. That means I'm doing something right. So, you know, that kind of kept going. And I was like, okay, well, shit. Now I got to a point where if I, I felt weird if I didn't work out. So then I kept doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it. And I'll say it was about three or four months in of doing that. I was driving on the freeway and I remember seeing a sign that said like Loma Linda 5K. <laughs> All right. And at that time, now that's at this point on the treadmill, I'm running about 2.5 miles, and I'm not getting gassed. I'm getting off the treadmill like, all right, what am I gonna do next? So I was like, you know, what? I think I can, I think I can do that. Let's try it. Did it. Uh, got there. Did not know that these racing events were the way that they are. They're fucking cool shit. Like, dude, I'm talking about like you get there and adrenaline's there because you're like, damn, like you got all these people that are just motivated. You just feel the energy around everybody. Everybody's just so motivated about you know. And it's the craziest thing too is that you think when you go to these running events that they, all these motherfuckers are supposed to be in shape. Mm-hmm. Hell no, bro. You have people that you wouldn't even think they would even be doing this stuff. Right. And they're killing it, and they're killing it. And so it fucks with your perspective. Now you're thinking, oh, this is damn good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, remember that? Yeah, like during marathons, she said yeah she'd be running those shits. Ooh. I never believed her, but he just he just changed my mind, bro. I, she probably was telling the truth. Yeah, like the, and and the fight, like the the, the 
the 5Ks, you're going to see a lot of people like that. Whether they run or walk it, it doesn't really matter because people that walk it, somebody could be like, oh, well, they just walked it. Okay. When's the last time you walked 3.2 miles straight? Yeah. Ah, shut the fuck up, you know? <laughs> so I do that. And I'm like, I actually did a pretty good time. I ended up running into a friend when I was out there, Claire Graves. I don't know if you guys know who that girl is or anything like that, but she's a phenomenal runner. That sounds familiar. It sounds real familiar. Once you see your face, you're like, yep. She was, I want to say, she was a sophomore when I was a senior, I think. I think. Definitely underclassman. So you guys, I wouldn't be surprised if you guys didn't know her and stuff. But I was running it, and I'm about to finish, and she goes, and she, I had no idea what my time frame was or anything like that. But she was just like, you're doing really good. Like, really? I was like, oh, for real? Like, I'm thinking, like, she's trying to gas me up. She was like, no, like, seriously, you're doing, like, because she knows I'm a sprinter, bro. I, what? You tell a sprinter to run two miles, <laughs> let alone three? <laughs> Fuck. Fuck you, dude. I'm not doing that. That's not my job, you know? Yep. And, you know, so once I passed it, the feeling I passed, like, that I got when I passed that finish, I was like, I did it. Like, damn. Nobody can take that away from me. You fucking did it. So I was like, all right. What else can I do? So I just kept running, kept on that same track, and I picked up a book. Now I got into reading. You know, I used to love reading when I was a kid. Like me in middle school, dude, I was a bookworm. I would there was one summer I did not go outside. I almost got actually no this is a true story. True story. My dad banned me from reading books for two weeks. <laughs> oh damn. He was like, put the book down to try and go outside. I'm like, no, dad, I'm just I'm in these books, I'm in these books. And he's like, dude, like go outside. Look, that's weird, right? You want your kids to read, but then you read too much, out. and it's like, hey, yeah. It, yeah, it's fucked up, yeah. but he was like, hey, bro, <laughs> go. So, once I got to high school, of course, you know, like, you want to be a cool kid, stuff like that, so you can't read books, what? Hey, if you're in high school, read books. It's cool to be smart. It's not cool to be dumb. I promise you that. Because <laughs> then you become the most interesting person in the room. I think know? going back, it's like, when you read, I think you become a lot more self-aware. Oh, oh so yeah. much, so much, especially in the concept that you're reading, that, you know, it's, it's, because technically people read all the time, all, all, all day, Twitter. Instagram, yeah. you're reading stuff, but what kind of context are you bringing in? Is it just, it's just blank bullshit, you know? You know, it's, and it's funny, this is like a perfect, I was just talking with somebody about um, how back in like high school, how much fun it used to be to like watch all the Twitter beefs. Yeah. Where people would be having their little beefs on Twitter. Little, little, yeah, and little, be little, the, yeah. You'd be on the Xbox Game Chats, be like, hey, you see what that person yeah. said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're just like, you're, you're consuming all that. Yeah. But it's like how you go back, like make yeah. sure you're consuming good stuff. Yeah, because that really does, like what you put in your body, I mean, we got a couple people here that you know their thing is health what you put in your body fucking matters dog. yeah what it, it matters you know what you, what you, feed what your you put in your mind what you feed your soul all of that stuff matters so i just started really diving into books and the first book that i read it was um can't remember it was a christian book it was a, from a i just randomly decided like i'm gonna read it it was a big book that i decided to read it was like 450 pages i'm like oh, i did it though finished it second book i picked up was the four agreements um I just got, uh, someone just mentioned that book yeah, to me, that, one of my uh, supervisors. That book is very, is a, if you want to go on a self-healing journey or whatever the case may be, you want to become a better person, I'll just say that. You don't have to heal from anything, you just want to be a better person. That is a great starting point, the four agreements. Now, I wish I had it on me. I can't remember the, uh, I can't remember the author's name, but if you look at it, up, um, it's pretty self-explanatory. You should be able to see it. You know, fuck what the cover looks like. You know? <laughs> the four agreements. Yeah, um, I have it on my Amazon car right yeah, now because yeah, told me to get it. Yeah, yeah. dude, it's... Because it, it, the, the, what the four agreements are, and I'm going to butcher one of them, mm -hmm. is don't take anything personal. Try your best at everything, even if your best is 10%. You get the shit. Try your best. Um, uh, be aware of the things that you say. And, you know, don't, don't uh, what does it say? Don't, t don't take yourself too seriously. You know, and that's, don't quote me. I completely butchered it, but that's the general idea that you get from it. <laughs> it gives you very, it gives you four principles to really live your life by. Break it down real super easy. Um, 
so you put together practice it you know especially the one that i say takes the hardest i mean is the most is the uh don't take anything personal or assume don't assume that's one that's for sure there don't fucking assume you can assume so much shit like yeah yeah i mean i'm not even giving an example everybody kind of knows what i'm talking about yep. dude if you stop yep. assuming your life will be so much easier because sometimes you might assume some shit like if somebody sends you a text and you assume that they're fucking pissed off if you reply back and they're just fucking you know, chilling that could have started an argument and god knows where that can go you know so that's that was that was the first book second book it was a uh, 10 secrets to happiness and success <laughs> some from some doctor whatever can't remember his name next time i'll try to fucking write it down <laughs> yeah. um that actually was a good book to go off after four agreements because it touched on its four the four agreements the four principles but it added a little bit more to it you know gave a little bit more juice to it so it was, mm-hmm. you know it was able to understand it and it picked it up a little bit more uh after that i read um what's this what's the third book that i read i read uh um the oh 5 a.m club i believe it was the 5 a.m club and that book right there to this day to this day i'm on my second read on it and it's, I'm taking my time with it because now I've gotten the information. I'm just really making sure that I absorb it and everything. That book changed my life 1,000%. 1,000%. Um, it's very hard to kind of talk about the book because there's so much into it. It's one of those books that you, you know, usually when you get a self book or whatever, it kind of tells you like, oh, do this, do that. Your life will be so much better. Cool. But what those books I found for myself were doing was when I was reading them, I would be comparing my life to what the book is trying to say. And it would kind of dampen me a little bit, you know, kind of like, damn, I should be doing this. Damn, I should be doing you know, why not? Why, why I'm not doing that? You know, mm-hmm. this book has characters, has a little story to it. Very a story that keeps you engaged, but it completely takes the 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 personal out of it. It allows you just to see the aha moments because these characters are not going through that for you. They're they're the ones that's questioning their lives and that they should be doing better. And you're just reading it and you're seeing this this beautiful information that this this person is. Uh, I think it's Robin Shamar. Robin Shamar, I'm pretty sure is what his name is. You know, or Shakmar or something like that. Um, and you just have these aha moments. And you're just like, wow, wow. And that book, the whole from beginning to end, you don't even get to the actual point of the book until the end of the book, by the way. Mm. And you could totally cheat yourself and read the end of it and mm. still get some information, right? But what the book does is like it preps your mind. It makes it so it makes it make so much sense where you're just like, why wouldn't? Not even like, well, you should do that. It's like, why why wouldn't you do that? That's you know, that kind of makes a lot of sense. And the whole, the, to, to kind of sum up the book easily is mm. you take care of your morning and the rest of the day will follow. You take care of the first half of your day and the rest of your time will be, be fucking fantastic. And that means waking up at not just 5 a.m. You wake up at 4.30, so you're starting your day at 5 a.m. And it really touches on the mindset, the soul set, the heart set. And um, and uh, I think that's actually the, the, the first three. And that's like, you know, hey. What I what I did personally just to make it make more sense is mm. I would make sure when I got up in the morning I'd go work out my heart set you know make sure I got my blood pumping make sure that you know any stresses uh, what is that is what it called stress yeah get that shit out get that shit out of your body because sometimes you just you just feel weird one day and you wake up it's just your body just being weird get that sweat that shit out after you're done sweating it out do something that's gonna you know whether it means prayer or meditation or whatever you want to do get your mind right you know read a book. Get your, you know, your, your mind, your mindset and your soul set that, that is intertwined with each other and whatnot. So mm-hmm. make sure you take some time to appreciate life a little bit, read a little bit, learn something. And then everything else after that is just going to, it's going to flow, you know? So you take care of those, those things, you know, that that's top tier. You're going to have a, an amazing, amazing time because you're going to open up so much time of your day. Yeah. Nobody wants to wake up at four 30 in the morning. Cause they're like, what the fuck is going on at four 30 in the morning? Exactly. There's nothing going on. 
Well, all you got to do is focus on you and you alone. Because everybody's asleep. You can't go on Twitter. Motherfuckers that are on Twitter at 4 o'clock in the morning probably have nothing to say that you won't even hear. So that X that out. You know, now you have, let's just say your day normally starts at 9 o'clock. You start at 5. You worked out. You, you cleaned your place. You made your breakfast. You took care of the chores. Hey, I got I to gotta, I gotta prep some stuff from, from my online program. You did that shit. So then, and then you go to work and you get home. Oh shit, I got nothing to do. I can do whatever I want now. So for anybody out there that's like, I just don't have the time. Yes, you do. It's time management. You need to figure out what's important to you. And you need to set that stuff first. Yeah, if you have to go to bed, I mean, shit, people in your, if, if you're our age, 26, 27, hey man, partying, that's cool. Get away from that a little bit. I'm not saying don't do it. Do it with celebrations. Something that actually is it's meaningful. It makes it a little bit better, honestly, because then you can really go out and you're like, hey, we're going out because of this, not just to go get some pussy. You know, that's who gives a fuck about that, honestly. Seriously. It's, it's, Chasing some tags. That's yeah. something we do when we're younger, man. And yeah. that's yeah. all that matters. But when you get older, it's like, uh, I yeah. really don't care. It comes Real up. shit? I was, I was uh, not, uh, I always say, cel- I'm just going to say celibate because I can't think of the other fucking word. Um, I was celibate for a year. I didn't touch, I didn't, I did not, I wasn't with the, uh, another woman for a whole year. I completely stayed away from it. A year? A year. I went nine months. And eight. I went nine months. Yeah. Y'all are better men than me. Man, and it's, it's, but it kind of puts it in perspective for you, at least for me personally, about, you know, it makes you think about what kind of woman you want to be around. Because at the end of the day, I feel like, you know, that's the life goal. Find somebody you can settle down with, make some kids, and just, you know, create a legacy. You stop thinking about a lot of the stuff, you know, you stop thinking about, oh, I need to have the baddest one. If you, you might get lucky, if you actually on your shit and you, and you want to attract that and you become what you want to attract, oh, you, you'll get your, your bad one and that has all the values and all that stuff, but you'll, you'll avoid a lot of the bad ones that are bad for you, you know, because then now you're not, you're starting, you're learning to think with your mind and not just with your, your boy down there. You feel me? You You have discernment. Exactly. You know, Mm -hmm. and you have to listen to that because then sometimes after you break that cycle and you about to get with somebody, you know, it might feel different. It might feel weird. And you got to pay attention to those things. See, those things I feel like you become more aware of because you're now, you're just at a higher level of thinking. Um, but to go back to it, so after the after the Five M Club, I read David Goggins. All right, now David Goggins is my guy. My fucking dude. This guy right here is the reason why I started running everything else. So the 5K was just kind of like, a, I think I can do it. Mm-hmm. And then I read his book, Can't Hurt Me. And you gained this thing that I call the Goggin. That's what I call it. It's a little voice in the back of your head. So anytime you, when you read the book, you motivate. You're like, man, I need to, I need to do, I need to push my body to the limits. Just see what I can do. Yep. Fuck what everybody else thinks. Why are you doing this? Because I just want to see. There's no specific reason why. I'm not doing it for charity. I'm doing this. I'm just doing it to see how far I can go. Hmm. Um, shoot, I ran. I remember I signed up for a 10k, and I was gonna do another 5k, but I was like, I've already done that. Like, I know I can do that. I don't know if I can do a 10k now. I signed up for the 10k after as soon as I was done with the book. Kept running, kept running, kept running. I remember about two weeks before the, the race, I got sick. Like, I don't know, like allergies hit me like a motherfucker. And when allergies hit me, God, I'm down for the count, you know. But I'm yeah. still, like, trying to train through it. But I realized, like, I need to stop. So I didn't train for a week. And then the week before the race, I was like, okay, I'm just going to go in there, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Shit, I was still feeling a little bit weird from the, you know, from this, you know, being sick. And I could have easily just been like, I'm not going to run it. I'm not ready for it. I haven't ran in two weeks. Like, I'm going to be dying that six miles. And it's in Riverside, dog. Y'all been at Riverside. Yeah. Hills. Hills after hills. That's it. It's a fucking mountain. That's mm-hmm. pretty much what it is, you know? And <coughs> I was going to back out. But then I started thinking, I'm like, I remember what you said, Deshaun. You said you wanted to stop saying you were going to do something and not do it. So you, <coughs> you'd be disappointing yourself. 
mm-hmm. which is the most important thing. You're yep. not holding yourself accountable. And B, don't be a bitch. Yeah, you didn't prepare for it, but you fucking knew it was coming. So you know what? Go out there and run it. And I died. Golly, boy, did it. <laughs> I tell you now, I'm talking about after my at mile 1.5, yeah. I was like, I got another 4.5 of these motherfuckers, man. Like, right, and I got this dude that's old as shit. Like, well, not old as shit, but 67. Come on, young man. Yeah. Damn, bro. <laughs> Had me, me look like a straight fool. Like, yeah. <laughs> Had another different change of perspective. Like, I thought I was Mr. Fit all of a sudden. I ain't shit. Yeah. These, I got these motherfuckers that, are, that don't think, I doubt you could have ran that smoking my shit. Talking about, come on, young man. Shit, old dude. Uh, <laughs> you keep, keep going. You keep going, you know. Yeah. So, so I did that. And then at that point, um, really just, I, I, I had made a different life transition. Um well, I had a big transition in life. I moved back in with my parents. I wanted to help them out a little bit, you know, whatnot, because, you know, life happens. And I wanted to make sure that they were straight. So I went back, and that completely knocked me off my entire routine, entire routine. Because when you go from it's just being you and your dog, all you got to worry about is you and your dog. You move back in with your parents, you got to worry about your dad, your mom, your sister, the dogs that they got, my other sister that was living there. You got all these other different personalities and all that stuff mixed in together. So now that's more distractions. It's more things to have to worry about, more stresses and stuff. Um, so for a while, it was hard to stay on that track, but I just made sure that what kept me going was, you know, going back to the whole thing of the four agreements, mm-hmm. try your best every day. Even if, even if your best isn't really your best, that you just gave that effort <laughs> and me continuously doing that, you know, got me to the point where I was like, okay, like I'm still on my track. I'm still doing what I want to do. You know, I decided to tell my parents, like, it's time for me to dip. You know, I, I said six months, I made it to month five. I got to go. You know, I'm just, I'm noticing things about myself that I'm going back to. I want to go back to that. So boom, went back to that, uh, moved into the, you know, down to Rancho, completely new city. Don't know anybody down there really, obviously, you know, like it's only 30 minutes away, but you know, 30 minutes is a long time, you know, when your homies and everybody that you know is back home and stuff like that. So, and you know, if you want to drive that every day, you, get, you know, gas mm-hmm. prices nowadays, boy, let me tell you, I ain't trying to pay a hundred dollars every time I'm filling up. So I had to get used to being back on myself mm-hmm. and that was my second, my second restart and that's when I really was like, okay, cool. Like I didn't, I didn't get that down battering. Like I still sit up mm-hmm. on my fitness and everything like that, but I had no direction. I felt like my routine just completely shot, and yeah. and that can, you know, that can fuck you up in all different times of ways. You start thinking you want something that you know you don't want. I messed with a couple of people that really shouldn't ever even mess with or anything like that. You know, mm-hmm. not not everybody, not everybody that I messed with. Like, Real you know, quick, bro. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm about to die. Yeah, out yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, you're cool. Like you probably have like good like four more minutes. Oh, I'm yeah. To wrap so it up. Good, yeah. Long story short, just kept on that. Um, I had an opportunity to run a half marathon and one of my boys, uh, one of my dad's friends told me, let's run the Riverside one. I was like, all right, cool. I was on Instagram, seen the Long Beach one. I was like, fuck, I'd rather run at Long Beach than Riverside. Mm. Cause the last thing I had to remember that Riverside was heels. Yep. 13 miles of that? Yeah, right. No more. Did the Long Beach one. Uh, did pretty well. I didn't train for a marathon, but me just kind of just, just running for the, over the time I did super solid. And then. Wednesday came and he saw, well, he saw that on the story. He's like, you're still going to run it with me, right? I was like, hey, bro, ask me that in about a few days. Because right now the answer is no. I'm not going to do it. Thursday came. I felt good. Like, I mean, I felt like not sore or anything like that. And I was just like, well, fuck it. Let's do it again. And I ran another one the, the following week. And that right there just let me know, like, okay, you're, you're where you, you are where you want to be right now. You know, so let's see what else is going. So now that that happened, that was like a month ago, I would say maybe. Now I have a half marathon coming up in January just to prepare for the for the year. I have a marathon in February, which is in uh, Huntington, and then I have the LA marathon, which is in March. Ooh. So yeah, I'm starting the year out banging. So everybody that's listening, because I know we got to go soon. If you want to change your life, you want to do something crazy, 
or you want to start a new process, don't fucking start January 1st, December 1st. Do it for a month. So then you start out the year banging. You start out the year making changes. November 30th coming up. Yeah. You got got this weekend. I know Friday is December 1st. Yeah. I know you want to go out. Go out. That's fine. But fucking go to the gym in the morning before you go out. And then Mm -hmm. do it again and do it again and do it again. And so on January 1st, you're feeling like a new person. Yes, sir. And then you're really making the year because guess what? It's 2024. Who's who's number 24? Come on now. Kobe. It's the real Kobe year. year. It's the real Mamba year. Not when you turn 24 years old. It's 2024. Make that shit dope. Do things that you would never thought you would do and see what happens. That that hit me in the heart. I love it. I'm about to go harder right now. Yeah, bro. We got leg day after this. Yeah. At least I do. I'm, I'm doing go hard. I'm I'm doing cardio today right now. Yep. Hey, and what do you usually do? I don't know. You do cardio. I, I, I ain't done it. Cardio. Minute, but I'm I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna find cool. something. I'm gonna find some push, stairs. Push, push to your limits, man. Push gotcha. to your limits. Breathe. Breathe. It's all mental. It's all mental. Yeah, you can struggle with breathing too. It's all mental. <laughs> oh yeah. Into your nose. Don't be a mouth breather. Into your nose. Out through your nose. <laughs> Unless you have to breathe out through your mouth, but don't ever fucking breathe in through your nose. I mean through your mouth. That shit will fuck you up. The minute you feel like you're getting a cramp. Just start taking deep breaths in through your nose. I mean, this is just me personally. I do that. My cramps go away. Everything's good because you're supplying body with oxygen. Don't, because now you're just kind of, you ain't doing shit, really. That's why you cramp up because you have no oxygen in your body. Now your body's like, ah, oh, shit. Get that oxygen in, push harder. If you go to the gym, you run two miles, run three. And then in two weeks, do four. I love this, man. All right, bro. Well, like I said, we we done went on a journey with this cast, yeah, no, man. Yeah. But, you know, we, we, we were supposed to go left, right. We went left, right, side to side. They did a little yeah. everything. Nah, man. Next time we got to we gotta run this back. Because you <laughs> yeah. tapped into a lot of stuff that like, I want to even talk on more. So Okay, yeah. I'll, dude, yeah I'm yeah, we definitely got to get back on. Yeah. For sure, bro. Just let me know. This I'm is gonna... always phase one. And everybody rocking with us, listening, I thank you. Um, Like I said, this is a true blessing to have not only my boy on here, but to continue with these topics. And like I said, for anybody out there that wants to hop on, wants to go ahead and, you know, promote themselves and or just want to have an authentic conversation, feel free to message me. We'll go ahead and plan anything and really rock with it. So we're going to be heading out. Thank you for everybody rocking with us. This is your boy, Shiloh. Boy, John. This is your boy, Deshaun. And your boy, Matt. As always, thank you and God bless.